Game yeah. of Thrones. Check, uh, check, 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 check. Uh, yeah, I can. Before long, I'll be able to keep up with you. I can keep up with the dance and um, Dunkin' Egg right now. Yeah. As far as Thrones goes, the the main series, I'll catch up. It it might take me a year to read these books. You think? I'm being honest. And I, I read an hour and a half every night, but I read so slow. Like, I've sat down to read this three times. I'm 165 pages in. Hmm. So 35, 40 pages a night, sometimes 50. I read, my goal is 20% of the book a day. <laughs> And I met it. That's tough. I mean, it's just I'm a, I'm I'm a, and I'm more practiced at reading. You weren't a big reader before, so I mean, it's like anything else. The more you practice at it, the better My you eyes get. cloud up, and I have to get right. up and get eye drops right. and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to looking. My, my, it might go faster if I if I read it on my phone. It would. But that's dumb. It's click 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 click. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. My, I've, I've fallen back in love with my Kindle. Like, I've got a small, really nice leather, well, pleather copy of Feast for Crows. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to go ahead and buy it on on a Kindle too, just so I have it. You know, Adam Bryant. Adam Bryant. He ordered uh, like a set, and it, they're like the tiny versions. Yeah, <laughs> but he said they're readable, the ones I've so got. Going to try them. Yeah, I think we've inspired him to start. Reading them, I'm really, I'm actually surprised you guys decided to read them. I mean, it's just not I got upset, like a little bit obsessed over the summer leading up to Hot D because mm-hmm. I rewatched the original series and and then I watched like explainer videos and mm-hmm. differences telling me the difference between the book and the show and I was like, and I was like, the book sounds insane. It is. Mm-hmm. So I started reading it. So I just got, got into it. I, the primer was Hot D, which is. <clears throat> Damn boring compared to this. Yeah, I mean, until you get to the dance, the I wouldn't say boring. It just gives you bullet points and well, I mean, but the very little dialogue, and you can really tell that it's they they sort of covered some things up, some even more horrific things. Even though they said a lot of horrific things, but they I think they might have covered some things up from some horrible things that Aegon the First might have did. They might have covered some things up. That um, um, some of the other guys did. Except, well, they they Aegon told everything the first, they could about Magor, but Aegon the First was pretty tough, but fair. He was a conqueror. Yeah, if, if you, you defied him, you were fucked. But if, if you, you didn't, if you bent the knee, he he'd help you back up and be like, "All right, now we're friends." Yeah, that's and what I, he did. And with, I want you to. I, I want us to be friends. Who is know? the Stark? Torin. Torin. The, yeah, the king who knelt. I think it'll be early next season, but the tour. That uh, Luke is it Luke that goes on the tour of the of the entire kingdom trying to mm-hmm. gather support. They should spend two episodes in Winterfell. Yeah, hanging out. It'd be nice to see Winterfell Spurling out, banging Alice Rivers. <laughs> no, it's Alice. It's not Alice Rivers. That's a that's a Baratheon. It's uh, something Snow. It's a Snow Girl that he. That I can't remember. I'm gonna have to read with. it again. Um, yeah. Well, I mean that's that's an interesting point. Well, let's let's talk about the bastard names. If you're from the Riverlands, it's rivers. If you're from the Vale, it's stone. Mm-hmm. If you're from the North, it's snow. If you're from Dorne, it's sand. If you're from High Garden area, it's flowers. If you're from, um, they're all cool names too. They really are. Like I mean, John but they're snow, but they are that's a cool name. But they are meant to 
inform to somebody about what you are. I mean, it's really kind of a shitty thing, what you are before you they even... Was it always like that before Aegon came? Well, that's the real question. Did, the real, did really anybody care if you were... Ba- and Dorne, they don't care. Oh, sure it was. Sure, sure they cared. I and mean, Dorne, the Andals were not any less, you know, class and shit-oriented than, than the Targaryens. The Targaryens, here's what the thing. The Targaryens get a lot of their shit from the Andals. Mm-hmm. Like, the, they didn't have a standard at first. That the, the three-headed dragon was mocked up really quick so they could be accepted more. It's so cool. It is. It's, it is so cool. Yeah, In the show, dude, Yeah. when they got um, Aeg- Aegon's was gold this week, yeah. I was like, yep, they're doing it, except for they didn't do it. We'll talk about that later. Right. Um, I guess we could talk about it now. This is just favorite things. Right. Everything right. is just favorite <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, I could play the theme song, I suppose. To make it official, boom. It's a fish. We skipped last week. Yeah. Felt bad. Aaron came down and uh, dropped me off a washer and dryer. They had an extra washer and dryer, and I need them. So for my birthday, I got a washer and dryer for free. But he said he wants to do it, and I'm like, "We'll we'll just start doing it on Fridays again. And then Friday came and I completely forgot. Right. Well, so I'm going to try to get this Friday. Are you around this Friday? Yeah, I'm, I just work days. I'll send him a message tomorrow and he'll ignore it. And then. <laughs> I mean, I always work straight days now. You don't even have. Do you have to stay over anymore? Not really. Often. I mean, Not often. We're in a, a, like a slow time. So there's people who are fighting for all the overtime. You know, get it. So, yeah, and, we're going to try to start doing every Friday evening unless something ridiculous is happening and I'm not here, which doesn't isn't going to happen very often. But I've had an event for a couple of weeks. Um, my birthday was last Tuesday. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't, I don't uh, care. It does not bother me at all. <laughs> Never mention. I don't care. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a grown man. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, but uh, on my birthday, the day before my birthday, me and J-Mo... Uh, the night after I got off work, drove to North Carolina, <clears throat> come on and raise up, flip your shirt around your head like a helicopter, to where Adam's staying, and went and played like a really great disc golf complex the next day on Tuesday. So we drove down, at uh, we hit the road at 6, got down there almost 11, mm-hmm. middle of North Carolina, and one thing we noticed is everywhere is the same. Yeah. They're like everywhere. Oh, there's there's a CVS. There's a Dollar General. There's a Dollar General. Mm-hmm. It's just a little flatter down there. Well, it's not even that much flatter, to be quite honest. No, I mean it depends on where you're at. I mean, um, their road, the lines on in the road, a little thinner. Yeah, a little bit thinner. Better right, taken maybe. care of. Well, I mean, again, that depends. I mean, parts of North Carolina are shit. Yeah, you I get was around on the most, beach. They're not nice. I was on mostly main, yeah, main highways. I mean, you get into Wilmington and get towards the beach. Those, those roads are. Tell you what, Brian Adam Bryant's got it made. <laughs> he always did. The, the 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 job's dope, and like the um <clears throat> the place they put him up in, nice trailer. Yeah, out in out in a holler, he feels right at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck, this is great. Yeah. It's a nice ass trailer. Has plenty of sleeping space for me and JMO. Internet. Um, he cooked us dinner when we got there at eleven o'clock. He made chicken thighs and some other stuff. It was good. Only way to go is chicken thighs. Um, yeah, this this disc golf course 
It had three. It, you could tell it was a golf course mm-hmm. at some point. It had uh, sand traps all over the place. Oh, of course. Of course. I was going to eat them both, but that, that would make me an asshole. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. If you're offering me one, it wouldn't offend me off if you ate both of them in front of me. But um, we played through those two disc golf courses. Uh, one was uh, our set up for our skill level, and the other one was just a little bit above our skill level. Like we're talking 650-foot par, par fours. That's like – I wouldn't call the one we played a pro-level course, but I can see the pros playing on it. Mm-hmm. They called it the boulders. There were boulders all over the place on it. It was really nice, really fun. Then we went to a barbecue joint afterwards in the middle of North Carolina. You could, were they serving Carolina barbecue? They vinegar based. You had your choice of a thousand different. See that they brought all the bottles out. That's why it should. That's why I could tell you were in middle North Carolina. You get to South North Carolina, and into South Carolina, you don't get a choice. <laughs> It's one kind of barbecue, and everything else is heresy. <laughs> so, <laughs> was that a tomato-based sauce? Yeah, fucking prick. Like the um, dude, the brisket was divine. Miss Maisel brisket. Yeah, it was it's a brisket. It was fucking great. <laughs> um, then me and JMO got a wild hair up our ass to play in a tournament last Saturday, just a couple days ago, in Ashland, Kentucky, and we went there. It's a, this nice park. Ashland's not even two hours away. No, it's across the river. Nice little town. Too. Yeah. Um, it's a nice park. Two separate courses on it. We've never played them before. And I shot two of my highest rated rounds in that uh, on those courses. And JMO shot two of it. Me and JMO always have the exact same first round. Yeah. He was 10 over. And for some, I have no idea how 10 over was. I mean, good for us. Not good in the overall scheme of things. But. I've played on much harder courses and shot better, but the the rating that they give you at the end of it doesn't <clears throat> like I, I went nine over at uh, Redeemer, which is a hard course, mm-hmm. if only because you're on the side of a mountain, and the rating was lower than ten over at this course. No clue why it was a much easier course. Um, uh, I got my first payout. Nice. J JMO got. We had the exact same first round. And then we were having the exact same second round. Um, I went. I was at uh, four over going into the last hole, and I yanked one into the trees. I got stuck in a tree. Then I yanked it after out of the woods. Ended up taking a four on the, or five on that hole, and he beat me by two. But he got a payout. He, I think, he got seventy-seven bucks. And when you get a payout, they're not giving you cash. They're you're uh you get credit for the store that they have set up there All right so he bought some discs i got 37 bucks i got some discs it was dope i'd never got to a payout before i had an idea that i don't know if, if this has been done it probably has if we ever got some money or could convince a bank to give us money um, very good credit the well i do my credit's not bad it's not bad at all I have literally never missed a payment. I've never been late on a payment. But anyway, I've been late um, on my car payment a couple of times because they quit sending me a bill. Right, you told I me about want that. my bill in the mail. Right, I am old. This is what I require. I just know what day of the month I'm doing it, and I, and I plan accordingly. Like if I don't get this, it dude, this day, I miss know. it by a month. Luckily, luckily they they give you a grace period. I've sure. had to make two car payments in two days before because they just completely. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, I That's hate like it. A thousand bucks. It's eight hundred. I mean, mine's four thirty-seven. 
Yeah, so, mine's three ninety eight. I'll usually give them the extra two dollars just right. for being nice. But yeah, just luckily they don't care for some reason. Like I guess if you're three months behind, then they start caring. Maybe sure. two months. But Jesus Christ! I usually make my cell phone payment a day late, <laughs> but they never say anything. I mean, it's just your your balance is late. Would you like to pay all of it? Yeah, and just and then it's not late because it's not you know. But anyway, um, sorry I interrupted. No, you didn't. You're fine. Um, what would be cool is if we could get, if we could buy the Hawks Nest Golf Course, you know, take it away from the fire department so they quit playing with their toys. That's and, all it is. Um, exactly. That's, that's all it fucking is. Um, and build a disc golf resort with a hostel, a kitchen, you know, all those things. You know, they had a fucking snack shop in the middle of the golf course there. That'd be great. A fully stocked, fully like operational it had a grill and everything, you know. I'd say that <clears throat> that place. I've never. I've only been there when it was snowing. We mm-hmm. hopped the fence and went sleigh riding. Sure, Every, people do that all the time. Um, and by the way, they never cared. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's there's enough room there just just with the golf course. You could make two courses, two disc golf courses. Sure. And then, it, the the land around in the woods, you could probably make two more. Well, or in, well, integrate the woods into the other ones. You could probably well, have two or three. This pools. was a whole idea. Like I was thinking, well, here's what I'll do. You know, if I get the money, I would go purchase the land and all of the, you know, the old golf courses, all the land, the the lands would be, and then get you guys to come up and say and 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 plan a disc golf course, and then construct it, and then don't get me or don't get us. We there are people that do it and do it well. <clears throat> One is Johnny Size. He's a disc golf hall of famer. Yeah, but how much is that going to cost? You know, I mean, if you got the money to buy that, why not pay the guy twenty thousand dollars to come in? It is is just a fucking dream, anyway. But I was sitting there thinking, you know, it it trickles up and down. Think about a bunch of hippies staying at New River Campground, which happens all the fucking time. They're like, hey, there's a fucking disc golf resort ten minutes away. Yeah, let's jump in the car and go and hang out there for a day and fucking spend all our money. And, you know, the courses, of course, it would be a pay course because you're paying for everything. For It has to be nice. Exactly. Yeah, the course we went to is a pay course, and we paid, but it turns out on Mondays or Tuesdays, you don't have to pay because nobody's there. Right. But he paid, like, Adam got on there and paid anyway mm-hmm. for everybody before we went, and the clubhouse was closed, and, well, I guess we could just play. Right. There's nobody here. We were like, what the fuck? <laughs> he already paid $45. <laughs> But there is, it's like $15 for a day. Like you can go play all three courses. You can fucking take a nap underneath a bench if you want. Right. Um, that's probably what I would do. I'd make it 10, 10, bucks. 10 for a day, five for a rent. That would be fine. But you know, then you'd have, you could have rooms like, you know, a couple of Airbnb rooms in the place. Like if they wanted to stay at the disc golf course, because it's a beautiful view, you know, and I mean, you'd have to do some trimming around where the road is. So you could see over to the man. I never noticed until I've seen other people taking pictures of it, just getting out and walking along the side of the road and finding a place where the trees gap and taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And they're just got this beatific look on their face. Like they're like, this is just, I never really noticed until uh, John started taking me hiking. Well, I don't think any of us did until one time he got time. me stoned while we were hiking. I was like, wow, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How great this place. is. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and today with the trees, it was great, but the trees were fucking, you know, 
go even I can see him. You know, I w- I want to get a pair of those glasses, and it's going to overwhelm me when it when when I finally see when everybody else sees the uh, the color change was a lot further along in North Carolina. We noticed than That's it was odd. up here. Yeah, I thought so too. It was still like seventy degrees down there, but they were bright orange, red, <clears throat> all of it. It might and do. It might have something to do with the species of the tree or something. They didn't hit. It didn't hit here till. I noticed it this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was a lot brighter out. Right. And then next weekend, they'll all be gone. Yeah, no, we do. <laughs> it is uh, pretty quick here. Um, but Luckily, we don't have to put up with the leafers that long. Oh, man, but that's starting to happen. Like, there was, you know, Ohio. I mean, I, I, half the people I saw today weren't from here. So, usually by the time summer was gone, they were gone. You know, rafters pretty much stick to the rafting places. You know, you don't see them out because they're just, that's all inclusive resort and they're hanging out there and they're doing all that stuff. When you see people outside of that, they're not usually not rafting. They're just have come to look, you know, if somebody was smart, they would start building. Well, Hawk's Nest uh, State Park is ideally situated. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most beautiful views on earth. They're they're fixing that tram, but what they need to do is is extend that tram over the rest of the mountain. Yeah, I mean, it, it's take it under the bridge if you can. Yes, That'd I mean, it would, well, that it's would dangerous. Be, that, that would be difficult. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be. I mean, have you see, see? One thing I've noticed about Americans is we always have this thing where we think big. We don't. Have you ever seen some of the trains and shit they have in like Germany and Switzerland, places like that? They have a fucking train that goes up a mountain. Up a mountain where you're in like swivel seats, like on a roller coaster. Well, I, I mean, I like, can't remember where it's at, but it gets so high that it, you have to have an oxygen mask. Hmm. I mean, because it gets and it's and it's cold. It's not open or anything, but it's just that high. And you know, in other places in the world, they build things, big things. We used to do that. We used to have vision. We used to have all that stuff. America has none of that anymore. So here in West Virginia, I would like to see somebody with vision. Like, hey. We need to extend this tram all the way down to Golly Bridge. You know, Golly Bridge could be even if you extended into town and had somebody with that kind of money could be a shopping destination. Not just Geno's for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. All those stores that, you know, you could do stuff. I mean, it just what it just got to be done. It just takes somebody with some drive and some vision. And we were sitting around talking about it at work, how people from around here don't appreciate this place. They just don't. They don't. Um, For a long time, I wanted to leave. Yeah, me too. And then I kind of, I was like, well, you can be happy here. You just have to try a little bit. I wasn't trying. Well, none of us were. And now, like, I get to go out every weekend with my friends and Mm -hmm. throw Frisbees and hit trees with my Frisbees and scream fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We get to go. um, I just like, again, I just like being up there and being in the energy. I would... This is one of the few times that I, I I don't like that I'm sober because I would like to be able to go out and have a beer in some of these places and just have fun. You know, that's not a possibility. You know, it's just I, I can't do that without s- slipping over the dark side. I just can't. You know, the dark side. I know. Well, I mean, I'm writing that down. Excuse me. The dark side. <laughs> no, it's it, just the thing of. There's an old uh, AA saying that's absolutely true. One is uh, one is too many, and a thousand is not enough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was thinking about well, I, I might stop into the bar sometime and and listen to some music and talk to some uh, people around here who are my friends and stuff. But then somebody's going to buy me a beer, and me being polite will drink it. I think all of our friends have shows coming up in Charleston. I think the, jerks and Red Audio. I think Red. I know Red Audio has some coming up in. <clears throat> 
in Charleston for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I think the jerks have one coming up pretty soon at the Empty Glass. It might be this weekend, but I'm not sure. Mm. I guess I got to look. I do have this device. But I would go. I would go. Um, I would be your designated driver if you wanted to fall off the wagon once. Because uh, no. I'm not going to drink. I mean, it would just be, you know. I mean, like I said, everybody would like me for about a week. Um, it'd be really fun for about a week, and then it just wouldn't be fun at all. Okay, anymore. I got. Okay, the next, the next one I know of for the for jerks is Friday, November eleventh, at the Glass with Contact, which is RVA Hardcore, Richmond, Virginia, Rat Ship, Huntington Post Hardcore, Jerks, Charleston Pop Punk, New Clear Future, Ravenswood Hardcore Punk, and J Parade, Charleston Pop Punk. Hmm, that sounds like a good show, good punk show. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of locals and a couple out of staters. Ravenswood, something coming from Ohio. Well, they're just that's West Virginia. I know, but, but it is Ohio. It's it's West Virginia, like Morgantown's West. I've been getting a lot of those videos popping up in my Instagram. Just it's absurd. Just healthy it's girls, absurd with you know giant knockers and big <laughs> fat asses. <laughs> I didn't even ask for them. One time I, I saw one as well. And I clicked it's like on they it. scan my brain. You know? <laughs> hey, we know you like this, so keep checking it out. Like, I mean, I'm without going into much detail, I'm, I'm a lucky guy that way. But, you know, um, it, it, I don't know. See Red Audio, what their schedule is. Um, I, uh, the Secret Santa Society is, is, is under construction. I took a picture of it today. They're almost, it's not almost done, but it's. Oh, it's got Far the, the skeleton is, you know, is way in. So, but um, he's not doing the Grove again. I know. That upsets me. It upsets me greatly. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll be done in a month. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. He said he was going to get it done this year, but um, man, he's going to have a rough opening in like November. He might just wait for the grand opening to be in spring. I think that's probably what will happen. Um yeah, I'd say what they'll probably do is maybe it it might be done being built by the end of the year, and then you got to fill it up. You got to got to buy you got to design everything. You got yeah. to get the equipment. I, what I'm scared about, and this is what I'm honestly scared about, is that he's going to try go to go more actual restaurant than the intimate setting that it was because that setting would have problems, crowding being one of those and all those things, but that was part of the charm. I am hope he's. I, I, I hope he is thinking that I have to recapture at least some of what made this place so special. I was never you know? in the actual restaurant, just upstairs at the bar. Oh, we went in there frequently. Annie loved it. She always wanted to eat there. There's, I got it was two just di- a house, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it was an old nice house that, that sat there. At one point, it was an it uh, antique store for many years. With lots of good good stuff in it, I've still got an old skeleton key that we bought in there, um, and um, it was just beautiful inside. Like it, it was really small, of course, but I it like was that they're putting it right exactly back where it absolutely. was. Absolutely, is. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Fayetteville, I used to just despise that town, and now I cannot love it anymore. Like it's just, I, I love being there. I love being up there. I love. When it, when it gets warm again, I, I'm going to go have days where I'm just going to park my car somewhere and get and walk around and look at stuff. You it's know? supposed to be nice tomorrow. It's going to be in the 70s this Saturday. <sighs> I don't know if I like that. It's October. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I like it in the 50s and 60s. This is a bit 
nippy for my taste this morning. Well, um, this early, I had to wear. Long and there jeans. were and there were lots of. I remember Halloween's when I was a kid, where it was hot. You know, it's not it's not a, a freak occurrence. It it just it's it, October is a very you know inconsistent month when it comes to November is when it really starts to slide down toward 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 cold. Um, you know, well, well, the thing about it is, uh, fucking winter doesn't begin until December, like December twelfth. So twenty first, twenty first. That's that's a is. guess. I had it trans- right transposed. Yeah, you're dyslexic. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I can't. I just love the town. Um, love the energy, all the places. I just wish I could go out and hang out some places, and you know, I like that. There's a plethora of disc golf courses. Right around the area. I've not been to the one up there at the school yet. Is it ready to play? Yeah, it's. Um, I hated it the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they didn't have uh, the tee pads in yet. <clears throat> they had one hole that was on the outside of the woods, right beside the school. Within you're a hunt sixty feet from the school, and there's a power pole right off the tee, and the anchor for the power pole went right in the line that you wanted to throw. Well, that's no good. Yeah, it made me mad. And then they moved it and mm-hmm. made it. It might be more difficult, but it's a better hole. And it's not outside because uh, when you throw a disc, you swing it out wide mm-hmm. so it can swing back in to where the basket is. And there's the danger of the disc getting on top of the roof of the school. Sure. So they moved it in to the uh, to the uh, woods. They cut. There was one hole that was I think it's 290 feet, and it's just a wall of trees in front of you. You have I think I think maybe the gap might be 24 inches Hmm. and it's all the way to the end of a tunnel. And then it goes out to the right into the open and it was a par three and it's, you, you can't get it up there. I thought it would have been a good hole if they moved the basket to the end of the tunnel, Hmm. that would make it an awesome hole, make it a par three. But if you're going to move it, have the basket out there, it's got to be a par four because nobody's getting nobody in our area. Is gonna well, maybe they're trying time. to set it up for maybe pros to come play. No, it's only a nine holer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying with the whole we're, we're full circle back to the hawk's nest idea. Yeah, oh, if if um, this the guy that I was saying uh, should design it, Johnny Size, he's designed some what I believe I say this, I don't know, pro level courses, especially one at uh, Beach Fork. That some bitch is hard mm-hmm. and it sort of nurses you in the front nine. Nice. It drops it on you in the back. They're not they're not too hard, especially from the short tees where we were playing. They're not too bad. Like you're getting pars, especially people my my skill level. You get a par bogey every now and then. Mm-hmm. But the back nine, there's a creek winding through the entire thing, just begging you to throw it in there. <laughs> just begging you to throw it in there. That's that's uh it's a great course. I've only played it once. I feel like I should go back up there. Or down there. Over there. Huntington's sort of Huntington is, is over there. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Johnny Sass, he's a Disc Golf Hall of Famer. Well, it, you know, I was I, I had the idea of what, you know, the building would be like, you know, to, for the gotta hostel. Have a, if we're going to do the whole thing, you got to have an on-site disc, disc store. Absolutely. See, it would stuff. be set up like the old Talks Nest. Yeah, like the pro shop. Yes. Have it, but it nicer, you know, not so small. Uh, the locker rooms were absolutely fucking cavernous. There were, I mean, you could get lost in those fucking things because it was for boomers, you know, 
by the way, they were the worst fuckers to deal with up there. Just the absolute worst generation there fucking is. I hate to be that guy to jump on that fucking bandwagon, but it didn't occur to me until somebody crystallized in that idea that they're the fucking worst. They're the worst. I mean, they were just rude and obnoxious to us as little kids, you know, all the time. They would, every time we go up there, we dealt with some rude fucking asshole, you know, they used to call them 10 cent millionaires, you know, mm-hmm. it's, um, except my stepdad who's awesome and his friends who were awesome. Um, that but, was a big loss for this area whenever they took yes, that was. course out. They just, cause all the old men would go up there every, like every Tuesday and drink We'd beer and fucking play after work and yeah. go play. Yeah. Get hammered. Man, they go out there and Harry's come into the fucking, we'd be in the clubhouse like watching TV and eating and shit. Best grilled cheese in the world, by the way. And um, he'd just be fucking hammered. How do they make the best grilled cheese in the world? Do I don't know. Put extra cheese. I don't know. Mayonnaise instead of butter. I really don't know, man. I just remember it. Maybe it was the the time I was eating it was special or something. I really don't know. I've made some pretty special grilled cheeses, but I upgrade them. I put. Maybe they had mayo instead of I slap butter. American cheese. Pepperoni, onions, mm. then sprinkle some uh, pizza cheese on it, and then some smash pepper it together. Jack, you know, a little bit of pepper, pepper, like whatever kind of cheese I can find, I right. slap it on there, and then, uh, then I'm, and, and it's just not a grilled cheese anymore. Now we're doing something else. Exactly, that's a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Dip it in marinara. Right. Roll the bread out till it's, it's just, round. A, it's just a pizza. <laughs> um, Speaking of, uh, that's another cool thing is my kitchen is now complete. The kitchen at River Run is now complete. And by the way, my house is officially called River Run now. So so if you sire any bastards there, they'll be rivers. Uh, rivers. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what would an Appalachian bastard be, Cole? Um, that's a tough one. I want to say stone, but that's the veil. Rhododendron. No. It's a really stupid long <laughs> last name. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good one. It has to be cool. Hollow. Hollow. Holler. Yeah. But it would have to be, it would just be spelled hollow. It would be pronounced holler. Of course. John Hollow down there. Yeah. You know, he's a bastard. Creek. 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 Creek's a good one. Um, but uh, now the house is coming together like. Um, I showed you the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful bedroom. I stay in there now. And then we're going to start working across the hall of the other bedroom. And, um, you know, it's going to be, I, I really can't wait till it's done. It's going to have contractors or, or is it like whenever it's one guy, man, he's fucking say, amazing. I had a guy whenever I, um, was the landlord for my parents at the apartments. What was his name? <sighs> Joey. Oh, okay. You know, Joey? No. And our guy's Frank, Frank Bainbridge, who is fucking amazing. This was just like a maintenance guy that I would buy him and his buddy a six pack each right. and they would go and they would do whatever I needed them to do. Mm-hmm. And just a couple drunk guys that would go, <laughs> go and fix stuff. For funny, funny how a couple drunk guys are really good at stuff. Sometimes. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. They were wonderful. I wish I'd had that skill with my hands. You know, I'm, I'm a laborer, you know, I can carry your shit to the job, but I can't do anything with the stuff. He's got to learn. It's just the thing. They probably grew up with dads. That That's what I was saying. I didn't, made I, grew up, I was, I was raised by a woman. So, you know, and I, and even my dad, you know, when he was around was couldn't drive a nail. So that's um, a big problem, especially right now. Well, I mean, though, Frank is people co- don't have dads. Boys growing up, oh sure, a lot it's, of them it's don't a have massive, dads. That's I mean, a massive. I mean, and problem. girls don't have dads either. Yeah, know? and that's that's even worse. I think, and in, in its way, it is. But Frank, you know, is this? He's fucking amazing. Like the guy can do anything. He 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 did. He he built our dock in a week, our deck in a week. 
and it's a nice deck. I've showed yeah. you pictures. Yeah, the, Once it's all great. done, you got to kind of come down and check it out. Check it out. We could have a uh, a cookout. We definitely are going to do that. I want Aaron and Elena to bring the baby and everybody hang out. Well, I don't we'll want see. that baby anywhere. <laughs> Me and that baby got heat. <laughs> <laughs> Some things That's, have been said. You need to write that. <laughs> Me and that baby got heat. <laughs> um, no, it'll be great because we'll have river access by then. Um, the fire pit. I'm probably just going to end up buying one. Like, I don't really want to do that. There's we have so much brick. Like my my grandfather had. There's got to be a few hundred of them just sitting there in a pile. They were covered up by weeds and fucking poison ivy all that shit. Frank just reached over and grabbed it, and we have and all this brick. And I was like, well, we could build the fire pit out of that. And he's like, well, it might not be good, and you know, if it heats up, it might blow up. I'm like, well, uh, you know, ifs and buts, but. Um, I just am, I'm excited about my mom. At first, it was it was something that excited her, where she was a little project. Yeah, yeah, and I felt great because she's up and doing stuff. Now that I see it coming together, I can see how great it's going to be. Because I saw some of the and and another thing that really got me going. I saw one of those Airbnbs up in Fayetteville. It's a it's not a it's not a dump, but it's not great. Our house is going to be. We'll be able to charge a thousand dollars a night. I mean. Because it's a it's a house. It's an entire big ass house with river access, a deck, three bedrooms, you know, um, two large bedrooms and one one decently sizable one, a sun porch, a fucking you know, a game room. It's going to have all kinds of shit. So there's it. It's not outside the realm of possibility that we would we would charge a thousand dollars a night. You know, because I you would can, say a week. Thousand dollars a week? Uh, that's dude. That's way too cheap. I mean, thousand dollars a night, like five star that's hotel. Well, that's split. Or... That's split between it. That's a, meant for a family or a group. Two hundred dollars a person for a week is not. I mean, for a night is not is not ridiculous, especially when you're looking at your clientele. You know, and you, and you have to match price and try to undercut other people around where you are. But at the same time, you want to be profitable. I mean, we poured a bunch of money into this, you know, it has to turn a profit eventually. So, um, I can see us going 500, you know, a night would be more, I think we'd be more comfortable with that. But I'm, I'm just saying that eventually we could charge that. If you wanted to bring a whole family or bring a, bring a bunch of your friends, a thousand dollars a night is not, you know, I don't know. It's, I've not be, looked into the. It'd Airbnb. be a three day trip. You know, it seems like what's bad though is Airbnb is busted now. They're busted. Nobody's doing it Airbnb anymore. Really, and it's a lot because they put cameras. The Airbnb people put cameras in the common area and and watch you, and make sure you're not breaking any of the rules. Like no smoking on the property, and like you go outside and smoke a cigarette in the driveway, not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. You stamp your butt out on your shoe, and you put it in a can, throw it away. But they see you smoking on the property, now they can kick you out and keep the money. Well, then we can go through you didn't follow the rules. Rules, yeah. There's multiple other ones. Sure, we'll go. We'll go through whatever, whichever one we have to. You know, and uh, I just think it's. I mean, I really. I'm really lucky, I, you know, to have this awesome place to live, and you know. What are you going to do whenever you start renting it out? Are you still? I'm going to go stay down, Boomer. You know, and it's going to, you know, it's going to be one of the rooms is going to be my bedroom, but it's going to have to also be rented because that's the deck room. You know, you walk out the door and you're on the deck. But when it's not being rented, I get to get up. I'm going to have a coffee. Just like a, a regular coffee thing in my room, get up, get a cup of coffee, sit out there, and then on days I'm not working, like in the spring and summer, even into the fall, 
do that, walk down on the, the fucking bank and get in my boat and take off up the river. And I don't, I'm not even bringing a fucking phone with me. So, you know, this year, this coming year is going to be the year that I finally do the things I've always wanted to do. So, fun. the year of George. <laughs> Plus, they put me on, uh, they put me on thyroid medicine that I can actually take, and, mm. it's, and it's taken ten years off. Taking ten years off? Yes. Oh, how you you feel? Yes. Wow, it's fucking crazy. Like stronger, like obscenely strong, just in a matter of a week. I mean, huh. just be able to pick up shit that you know. I was deadlifting, and it's like that day I pulled four twenty five for ten. You know, I could have done that. Hmm. So, um, what does the thyroid do exactly? It regulates all your body chemistry and hormones. Hmm. So all the testosterone I was dumping in my body was not really being utilized that much. Now it's being utilized, and it's going crazy like my pants are falling off of me because my fucking gut is falling off. Nice. And I'm eating shit. I'm not eating shit, but I'm eating. And another thing is I can eat. I, I eat an entire pizza at work. Nice. I mean, just sat down and fucking in, in two different uh Yeah, lunch sections. and then second lunch. Yeah, there was, and I ate the entire pizza and could have eaten it in one sitting. Yeah, I've been there. I mean, because it's just my, I'm finally building muscle and repairing all the shit that, that I damage because the thyroid is actually doing what it's supposed to do. So hmm. it's pretty fucking great. Hmm. I'm thinking maybe I need to go to a doctor to see what's up. I've, there's nothing really wrong with me, but well, you never I mean, know. To have it checked is a good idea. I mean, thi- thyroid thyroid issues are a thing around here. The we're in the thyroid belt, the goiter belt. I don't have a goiter, but I do have a weird growth on my ankle. I showed it there to you last week, like a calcium deposit right there at the bottom that's of my just ankle. A, that's a it just feels benign weird. fatty tumor is all that is. It's hard, though. Well, I mean, it doesn't. That's just a. It doesn't mean it has to feel like fat. It's. It, it could be calcified mass. Yeah, or I just it could don't be, like it. Well, I mean, I, I have one here, and I have one. You know, I've got one there, one on my side back mm-hmm. here. But this one's right in my ankle joint, so it kind of feels weird. You know sure. what I mean? I'm going to worry myself into thinking I have Just cancer. Stop. You don't. I'm not really going to do that. No. I'm not that type. I'll ignore it until, until I'm laying in a hospital. I'm both that type to worry about it and and ignore it, which is weird. Like I just let it go and see what happens. I've had this this lump right here for 20 years. You know, and you're so thinking I have breast cancer. It's a possibility. It is a possibility, and it still is a possibility. Like uh, that, I could get it or have it, but I'm okay so far. So. How annoying would that be for a man to get breast cancer? I mean, it happens. Sure. But it must be annoying. Oh, definitely. But, I mean, it doesn't – I don't know. I'm just uh, – like today I was working out, and um, I can't really bench press because of the – because of my shoulder. This shoulder's fucked. No, nothing's going to fix that. Like, I, that's – there's no magic pill. So – Stem cells. It's, it, well, there, there's that. Um, but what's crazy Costa Rica. is – What's crazy is is that the other day I had two or three guys like the strongest guy on the plant right there. I was like, I'm not, man. I'm strong. I'm probably top five, I would say. <laughs> but on you, the planet? No, on the plant. Oh. Not the planet. I thought you said planet. And I was like, wow. No. Somebody's got some confidence. That's thyroid funny. medicine's really yeah. <laughs> That'd be absurd. Um but no, but at the same time when we're putting chains on things, I have to lift it up because this this arm just my shoulder can't handle the load. So it's just like you know, I'm, it's kind of the thing like they're, they're, they're going to see me do this thing and think that it's total bullshit. But then I pick up something that's really heavy like this because it's not fucking hard at all. It's just weird. People are strong in different ways. You know, my thing is strength and endurance in one thing. Like, even if you're stronger than me, you're probably not as doesn't have as much endurance. 
you know, like shoveling and stuff like that. I, I just will not stop. So it's crazy. I used to have to dig ditches. I loved doing that shit. I did not because there were for no reason. It was just like you can't sit in here all day and watch TV. Right. I need a drain line dug up to eight inches deep, blah, blah, blah. And I'd go out and I'd dig a ditch all the way to the creek for no reason. Yeah. Knowing it was for no reason, but the old man wanted it done, so it got done. And then the next week when I was sitting in the house doing nothing, go fill in that ditch. So, that would be tough to deal with. <laughs> very tough to deal be with. Like, that, <clears throat> that is why um, he built me a backstop so I could throw a ball against it mm-hmm. and practice fielding. So I would just go out and do that. Instead, instead of having and, being forced to do that. Yeah. Instead yeah. of the ditch digging, leaf raking for no reason. All right. Never understood leaf raking. They're gonna, there, there's real no reason to They're going to compost. Exactly. I mean, why, why put them in one area where it's only going to benefit that one area? He would have us raking the leaves two weeks into fall. And there aren't like, any leaves they're, yet. They're, they're not even... They've barely started falling yet. Take the rake and start raking them down. <laughs> Let's just go trim the tree. <laughs> Let's cut these fucking trees down. I'll help do that. That'll be great. It's like my dad tried to. He he tried to scare me with manual labor. Like he would he would do things like I know what he was doing because it was so fucking transparent. Like he we would have to go down to his place in Charleston. We're gonna do we're gonna do this hard work, and I'm gonna show you that this is not what you want to do for your life. And I would fucking do it and love it and be doing it all day. Everybody else is sitting inside hot. I'm just like, what else next? You know? And he's just you know. Yeah, that was kind of the thing. I dropped out of college uh, when I was 19, and I went and got a job at the sawmill. And there, and mom and dad were like, you're gonna learn. Uh, that this isn't what you want to do. You this hard work. You want to go to college and get an education, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And then I liked it. Right. I mean, I was only making five fifteen an hour or whatever it was then. And I was like, well, this is pretty fun. Right. Everybody's kind of fun and we're goofing off most of the time. Yeah. Well, when you're not goofing off, you're busting your ass. Right. Right. But, and I've just kind of always continued doing manual labor shit, lifting heavy thing that some people are, I mean, the world needs us exactly for that type of shit. Exactly. I mean, who's going to make your metal? Who's going to do yeah. you know, all those things? So, um, it's like I, I got in a internal rant. To, I don't know what tipped it off. Something I saw on YouTube about Chelsea Handler and she's annoying. Well, and just people like her and and the contempt she has for working people. Especially, she was talking to this guy and he was talking about Appalachia and she just immediately launched into hillbillies and all this shit. I'm just like, you are a sorry cunt who's never done anything with your fucking life. Except be snarky and because you're a woman. Here's the thing. And you're kind of hot. That's, you know. This is the thing that bothers me and I know she's joking or whatever Mm -hmm. but all the little jabs these people make at us. Yeah. You steal our culture, you steal our music, you steal the way we dress, right. you steal all of it, and then you make fun of us. Whenever the shit goes down, the fucking North remembers. <laughs> yeah. We will remember. Right. We know the old ways. Right, we do. Not the royal we. I don't know shit, but I know people. But that's the thing. But it wouldn't take us long to learn that. No. Because we've been exposed to it so much that it's almost like you have a genetic memory 
in place. It's yeah. like, oh, all right, I know how to do this. And yeah. Then, the mountains remember. Exactly. We will remember whenever this entire thing collapses and you need to learn how to build a fire. Well, that's what we've been talking about, like at work and stuff. Like I was, I was telling about John. I was saying, John is my friend. He's prepared. He's prepared for that eventuality. And I was like, what do you mean he's prepared? And Doomsday, he's like, what do you mean? Like nuclear war? It's like, nah, nobody wins nuclear war. Like no, there are no that, winners. That, there are no winners and there are only degrees of suffering. Yeah. So, um, but in the event of a financial or social collapse, then he's sitting pretty and everybody in Appalachia is way better off than pretty much anybody. You know, the Rockies are even because they're a much drier place. Mm-hmm. They're not as lush as uh, Appalachia has, is a b- virtual temperate jungle. The and, good thing about there is you can just hike up the mountain and get some snow to, to use for water. We have. I mean, I know they're polluted, but I'm saying there's water purifications that we can do and it's an endless supply out there after so, a few months of everything shutting down the 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 rivers will be clean as you want pretty yeah i mean it'll and because it's going to wash over to somebody else maybe <laughs> and and uh wildlife will start to recover and uh and re and reassert itself <laughs> wildlife is pretty fucking recovered dude like i can't go a day without seeing a deer mm-hmm. seeing like on disc golf courses, I'll see a family of deer just run by. And I'm like, well, f- shit. And th- there's hundreds of people here. Well, I was thinking more of the fact that uh, in the event of a societal and social collapse when so many people die and there's uninhabited swaths of area, you have predators that come and reassert themselves. Oh, yeah. Wolves we'll get will wolves. spread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wolves are coming. <laughs> they, be will- they be wolves. I mean, they're <laughs> yeah, they'll be coming. There was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> they was a bear. Like we'll start seeing Wolverines make their way down from fucking the north and shit. Yeah, Um, they're they're definitely they're definitely coming whenever that shit happens. Uh, We'll start seeing elk. Elk are supposed to be coming back anyway. Here they put them. They reintroduced them to Kentucky. So it's just a matter of time. Well, I, I'm really behind the idea of rewilding. I think it's a good idea. Like they did it in Yellowstone where there was no wolves forever. And then elk populations got to be so out of control. They were crashing the ecosystem because they were forcing everybody else. Well, then the wolves came back and started killing the fucking elk and making the elk run to different places. Fucking bison came back and were redirecting streams, which encourages other things to come back. Mm-hmm. Encourages, you know, beavers were coming. But, you know, it's this whole fucking thing of, People think that what the Native American believes is a lot of hokum and nonsense. It isn't. It is being more in touch with where they're from. I mean, yeah, there's some mysticism that's cloaked in and stuff like that. And, you know, the great spirit and stuff, stuff, things I don't believe in. But a healthy ecosystem is something that is almost mystical in its scope. You know, Mm -hmm. it's and they knew that they're like, if this thing dies, this dies, this die, we die. You know, it's just like this is the way things worked out, you know. There's always a discussion that, you know, they didn't have things and this and that. There was no need. I mean, you reach out and pluck it off the tree. You didn't need to, you know, Roman, it happened in Rome because Rome is a shitty, dry, hot place. They couldn't stay there because it won't support their numbers in their life. They had to go out and conquer their neighbors. Plus, they're a bunch of fucking assholes anyway. So, you know, a bunch of pizza spears. You know? <laughs> Spaghetti mongrels. <laughs> Olive tossers. And <laughs> <laughs> what's another one? Mm, oregano apes. <laughs> no, it's just you know there is no other people beside the Aborigines who are more adapted to their land than than the average tribal Native American. You know, 
um, is, is it's remarkable, like how how good they were at living in a place, and you know being able to be in balance with things, and not and now not, not at first they had to learn their way. Like a lot of the lessons that they learned were at the cost of something. Like horses went extinct in North America because people killed them. Yeah, because they were trying to eat them, weren't they? Right. And they didn't even have a good way to kill them at first. They would just scare them and run them off of cliffs. And then they would <laughs> cut the bodies up and eat them. I mean, they had to learn, too. I bet so, horse meat's delicious. Uh, I don't know, man. It's probably I've really tough. Straight. Well, it's muscular. It's so muscular. It's such a muscular animal. You know, it would be very tough. There's very little fat on them. So cooking with them would be difficult. You know, you got a big fucking horse steak you're trying you to kill up. You got to kill a cow to get the beef tallow. Yeah. Hmm. I've heard horses good, but I've heard it's, different. I, it, it wouldn't be bad. Like it's it's a herbivore animal, herbivorous animal. It's you know it, it would be perfectly fine. It's a it's a taboo to eat against eating horses. What it is? Yeah, horse eating something like well, horse is delicious. I'm sure it's fine. You know, it's like the taboo against eating dog. I'm sure dog is fine too. I don't know if I'd like it because it's a carnivorous slash omnivore animal. I've heard that carnivores just taste like shit. And I could see that being true. Well, other than, um, but reptiles are different. Yeah, their body composition is different. So, um, the only weird, super weird thing I've had is uh, alligator. Alligator's delicious. It's it my wonderful. favorite meat. Yeah, it's pi- it's fucking packed to the rafters with protein. Hmm. You want to do favorite things? Sure. We're about forty-five in. Just go ahead and play that fucking theme song. Speaking of playing songs, uh, WTSQ has been playing some of my songs. I saw that. Yeah. I saw your message. Weird it's choice. Really, really awesome. Weird choice with the Greg Dammer Valentine song. No, I don't think so. so it's kind a, of a weird choice, I a think. It's song. It's fine. Yeah. It was made for a joke for me and my friends to laugh about. I didn't ex- ever expect them to play it on the radio. You know? It's good, though. Then they played another one, Emily Carries On. That's a good one to play. All right, favorite things. What do you got? Well, uh, just finished Storm of Swords, um, which is maybe it's between that and Dance of Dragons being the longest uh, Game of Thrones book. Um, Storm of Swords is book two, three, three. Okay, Game of Clash Thrones, of Clash of Kings, Storm of Swords, Feast for Crows, Dance of Dragons. Um, When's a winner? Whenever that happens, uh, it'll be sooner than people think it is. I think it'll probably be out next year. Um, there's a uh, Twitter account called "Is uh, Winds of Winter Out Yet?" and every day it just tweets no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the book so much, and once you get start reading them, you'll see what I mean. I don't care, you know. I'll keep reading them. I, I love them just as you know. What I like, not only is it a great story, but you get a chapter, and it's all from Eddard's point of view, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like eight pages, ten pages, maybe. All the PM and then you're bam, somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's a you're doing a moving into something completely different that will eventually meet up. Right. I think that's really cool. Like you can get bored with one guy's point of view. Like if you had to do a hundred pages of edit at one time, it might get a bit sure trying. Well, and the thing about it is, some of his chapters with it, he's got a very one of George R. R. Martin's greatest assets is his great sense of humor, and that can be very wicked and wry. Like um, he. One of the some of the uh, chapters will be with like clever names. Like one of them is the Soiled Knight, because it's Eris Oakhart, and he went down to, 
I don't know if he's been mentioned in Game of Thrones yet. Not yet. Um, he's one of the Kingsguard, one of that, but but was actually a legit Kingsguard. You know, the ones who aren't who aren't legit are Marin Trant is an uh. average fighter at best. Uh, Boris Blount is not good either. Um, he's a coward. Um, How do you get that job? Just political it's a political appointment. The, the Lannisters saw to that. Um, and Robert that. and Robert was, you know, didn't give a fuck. Um, uh, Mandon Moore is a good fighter. Of course, you got Sir Barristan. Sir Barristan is a fucking living legend. Yeah. Ja- Jamie is awesome. When he got introduced to the girls that are just to Sansa after mm-hmm. the dog thing. Yeah. It was it was like she was meeting Captain America. Exactly. That's why I, I, he's got that energy, that Captain America energy. He's from another time, and he's this upright, still a badass, like could still take pretty much anybody. You know, I, I would put him up. A, but he's an old man, so you, it might be that day. You never. It might be that that one day. Just takes one. It does. Um, I'm trying to think who else was on that King's Guard. Let's let's count them down. Jamie Lannister, Eris Oakhart. Boris Blount, Marin Trout, Marin Trant, Mandon Moore, the Hound, Sir Barristan. No, the Hound was appointed after. Uh, oh, okay. After Mandon Moore got killed, mm. and um, I'm missing one. But any, I mean, it's um, you know. Oh, is it um, uh, Ilan Payne? Or no, is he just he's the King's Justice? <sighs> Guy's fucking terrifying. Yeah, you know he died. Yeah, the guy that played—you know—he's a punk singer. <clears throat> he died before they could give a payoff. Before Arya could kill him, right? That kind of sucks. They got really no wait. She die. doesn't kill Ill in pain. I think in the show that's what they were going to do. Oh, but he died before the character died before she could do it. That wouldn't have made much sense though. Hmm. Ill in pain is took his that de- took is an excellent too. fighter. I mean, he's he's not. See, the thing about it is, also in this time, as we as we just said, a lot of these. You know, positions are of are of a political nature, so you can have somebody who's just a fucking badass, but they don't fit what they want them to be. Well, yeah, that so. was the the scene in House of Dragons whenever she's interviewing people and she right. picks somebody that has actually fought before, right? Which comes back to bite her. It seems it does. He's a fucking cunt. I He's hate that worst. character. Fucking hate him. Hate his guts. I just. And I didn't like him to begin with, but I knew what he was going to be. I'm like, he ends up being a fucking cunt. Yeah, and it, you know, just how many people does he get to murder? Well, the thing about it is I didn't like, though, that they, the fact that they changed it from slitting the guy's throat to banging his head off the table. In the book, he slits their throat. Yeah. I mean, just like, well, well let's just finish well, that. In, in one story, he slits the throat. Another guy says he threw him out of a window under the spikes. Hmm. A lot of people get thrown out of the window under spikes in that book. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess you can see that as an accident, but I would have rather seen him be cold and really slit his throat to really let you know he's not a gray character. He's an asshole. Right. But I think they're trying to still have some gray area with him, like uh, to show that, well, he's, he's, he started out a good character in this and that. That's one. um, The the lame guy is a foot fetishist. It's really weird. Did you notice that? Yeah. I mean, it's really odd. I kind of knew that was going to, I knew there was going to be something weird about him. There, right. there had to be some sort of weird sexual thing between him and Allison. And she's mm-hmm. just trading feet pics like she's on Instagram, right? For, for information like, for yeah. him, and she has to do what she has to do, and it kind of shows that she's not the pretty little princess that we all think she is, or queen, I guess. I'm still, I still like her. 
I think this, I think she's stuck in a situation that's a bad situation all around. I think that she wanted Rhaenyra. She didn't want this thing with Rhaenyra. No. Rhaenyra is going to be the one who drags this whole thing down. It's all her fault, really. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also, as Viserys dies, Allison sort of hears what she wants to hear. I think that was a. I think that was an honest misunderstanding. I think that she didn't know what was going on. She, in her heart, of course, she wanted to hear what she wanted to hear. But I think that she had legitimate reason for thinking that you know he said Aegon, so yeah, he meant John. He was talking about John Snow. Who he was talking mm-hmm. about? Um, is he a dreamer? He is a dreamer, isn't he? John? No, uh, Viserys. I think he is. Yes. Well, we know. Helena is. Mm-hmm. There's a beast beneath the boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, who's the beast beneath the boards? Was it Rainey's popping up through the floor? I have thoughts about that scene. It might be, uh, or could it be B and C? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's blood and cheese. So, yeah, that might be that. The Rainey's scene mm-hmm. might have been to throw us off from the actual thing that's going to be the beast beneath the boards. Right. Don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Well, it might even have been Rainey's. Popping up through the... Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Popping up through the... Yeah. If In the uh, dragon pit. Should we go out of order? Because how do you feel about that scene? I think it was great. I think it was awesome. But how many people did she kill? Popping oh, up through I the... Mean, I know that the... Hundreds. The small folk don't matter. But I think... Because we know what happens later whenever the small folk attack the dragon. Pit. Yeah, that's, that's so exactly I think what that's I was getting what ready that's to go up. It is. A lot of people think they won't mention that again. But that has to be mentioned again. Of course it will be. They're, they're the, they'll be the one guy with the big axe who just goes in there and leads the whole thing. And he'll probably, what they'll probably do is introduce him and have a small aside where it shows, you know, it's looking at a picture of his wife or something or his kid and, and just having enough, enough of their bullshit. And sorry for spoiling that. Nah. There has to be some sort of payoff for her killing possibly thousands of people. Uh, hundreds, one thousand, I don't think. That was a dope scene. It was. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, fucking shit. That's amazing. And the dragon looked awesome. It really does. Just this, sitting there this, screaming in their face. This, one word. There is no dance. <laughs> one word. We don't go any further. Right. All she has to say is Dracarys. And uh, Queen Renera, woo, who gives a shit? One word. Right. The scene, the whole last episode was dope. But I want to talk about the episode before that. With the dinner, let us drain our cups to these right. three strong boys. Right. So glad they put that in. Yeah. Because I, I knew this is where it was supposed to happen, and they finally, he said it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That whole episode, the episode eight, <clears throat> is the best episode of anything I've seen in quite a while. Sure. Yeah. Maybe excluding Stranger Things. That's a tough, tough They're so different. I don't even put them in the same category. I mean- we have different genres for a reason. Stranger Things is all obviously going to be more relatable because they're kids from Earth. In the 80s. Exactly. Doing what we used to do. They, it's going to give you all the member berries and warm feels. This is not meant to do that. This is a... There are no warm feels this in This is a show. fantasy Dallas is what this is. But uh, that whole episode, um, I'm trying to remember the beats of it. The whole... The walk. Whenever they're doing the whole... Hearing uh, Veyman's argument, mm-hmm. and, and then he interrupts as he comes through. They could have played Stone Cold's music right, right there. Right, right. And just his, somebody put out a meme, there's nothing 
more compelling or dramatic than an old man determined to sit in a chair. Right. Like that was, that's all it was. Mm -hmm. He's just walking his ass up there as long as it takes. He's got his fucking cool golden mask on, which I bet we see Aegon wearing that later after something horrible happens to him. Yeah. That's going to be coming up fairly soon. Um, then he's trying to get up the steps and he shoes away the King's guard to help him. That's trying to help him. And, and, uh, Damon comes up and helps him, and his crown falls off. Right. And he puts it on his head and then bows and walks away. They said that was an accident, and they just went with it. That's really awesome. Yeah. That was great. Patty Constantine. Dude. Fucking killed it. He's, it he sucks. He's that, so good at that. It sucks that he does. he's not going to get the Emmy because um, they're going to give a they're going to give it to Bob Odenkirk because I don't think he's won one yet. For Better Call Saul. Yeah. Which... I love Bob. He deserves. I love Better Call Saul. That's, that's the worst part about uh, award shows is that you have to choose between things that it's like choosing your favorite child. It's impossible to do and you shouldn't do it, but they do it anyway. Um, I was particularly, um, I never cared for uh, Corliss Verilin's brother. I never liked him. Vayman. Yeah, he's a fucking prick. Can't stand him. Always just being a contrarian. Yeah, and just being he's, a jagoff. And for his own interests, he, like, he doesn't care that uh, the the kids are bastards. He doesn't care. He wants his, his ass. Well, the guy they were interviewing the, the, uh, the guy who plays the character. Yeah. And I think there's a certain level of racism in it. Um, that the Valerians have a certain level of racism on, on from, from when they were coming from too, because he said it, he was talking to me. He's like, they're white, you know, talking about, I know they're not of my line because they're white. I'm like, well, that's a thing. You know, the Valerians are proud of their of their line, and he, they don't want somebody who doesn't look like them to take over the power of that family. I get that. I That's, get it, too. I mean, it's base and it's shitty, but you have to understand that people want to preserve their culture or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like when uh, there is no racism in something when you want to preserve something. Now, if you want to take what you have and tear somebody else down, and see mine's greater. That's racism. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's bullshit. But if you just want to preserve your culture and, and like uh, native Americans, they want to preserve their bloodlines. They want to, you know, stuff like that. And rightly so, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with that, but um, yeah, I really think that he had a point with that. And, I do. I, I would have liked better for him and Damon to have fought briefly because now there's this big thing where, well, Damon, he would have beaten Damon. No, he wouldn't have. No. Damon would have cut his ass to fucking ribbons. No. But, you know, it's it's the big question now, you know, well, he had to cut him from behind. It's just like he was just doing that because he's Damon Targaryen. It's yeah. like, fuck him. It, it, was, it, was, it was more his laziness than it was his cowardice. Yeah, I don't feel like, like fighting. I'm just going to sneak him. up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like fighting. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm hung over. Um, you notice Damon seems happy. Like with Rhaenyra, he, he only likes, he only, he's only been able to get it up for Valerian women sure the only one so mm -hmm. that we've seen he's trying to fuck uh the white worm lady and it just doesn't work out for him right but he seems like pretty content he goes to the to the cave and gets a clutch of dragon eggs and he's super stoked about it right she laid a fresh clutch in. Yeah. like they're and they're like talking in valyrian blah blah but he seems happy and he seemed super happy to cut that motherfucker's head off yeah no i mean i'll have your tongue for and then say it <laughs> yeah say it he do it. You know, you know that he heard him say that. He's mm -hmm. like, he's like, it's your ass. When the second you say that, it's your ass. And that guy was, he probably thought that Damon would have come at him and they would have fought in the middle of all that place and he would have had a fighting chance. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> nope. <you know. laughs> and 
Have you noticed the swords, the Valyrian steel swords look different? In the original Game of Thrones, they probably didn't it have- It was just steel. They, they just had steel, but now they look- They're dark. They like ripple mm-hmm. and everything. They look way better now. It's they like, like when they're supposed uh, to look. There's a description that's coming up in the book where um, when they take ice and they melt it down into two different swords, how it's- just a beautiful weapon. It's dark. It's got red scarlet and it's got all the stuff. And the guy, the guy who forged it said, yeah, um, he's like, that was actually a happy accident. I tried to get, you know, uh, get that color to lay in there and it just wouldn't, it kept darkening no matter what I did. You know, it's just like, but it looks, and they, then they agree. He's like, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. It really looks great. You know, um, um, the dinner scene where Viserys gives a big speech, uh, the, the realm cannot stand if the house of the dragon is divided, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he wants everybody to get together. If not for the realm, if not for the kingdom, then for this old man. I was like, God damn, dude. I know. He's so that was good. so good. He was. He's, he's the best. And he gets tired because he's, well, what they, they have him strung out on heroin. Yeah. Milk of the poppy is just heroin. But there's really no option. Yeah. Because he's in pain all the time. Dream wine ain't going to do it. And um, when he leaves the, the dinner, that's when all the shit goes down. Everybody starts toasting each other. I loved Helena's toast. She's just an idiot. I love her. Right. She is dumb. <laughs> he mostly ignores you unless he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little moment with um, Otto where he's like, oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like she gets up and dances with the strong boy. And then Amond decides it's time to pop off because they put the pig in front of him. Right. What are they thinking? Couldn't leave well enough alone. That was, I, you know, I didn't notice that until you. They thought they were being cool. Right, until you pointed it out. That's why I was chuckling. Yeah. Uh, okay, fuck. Then he slams his I'm usually I'm usually a little sharper than that. Um, uh, I watched thing, I've watched it twice. I've watched, I've only watched it the one twice. Time, so. I haven't watched the newest one twice yet. But uh, Jace is the older one, right? Or is that Luke? No. It, it doesn't I, matter. They're not going to be around much longer. Right. Um, well, one of them will be. Um they get in a little scuffle and then Damon steps in and just kind of stands there and sort of smirks at him. I was like, Jesus Christ, these two have to fight. I wonder if they're going to fight Chuck. Are they going to fight? It's a possibility <laughs> on dragon back. Even no. possibility. Oh boy. Or Damon pulls the most fucking awesome samurai pimp move to end your life. Ever. How long do you think they're going to wait for that? Are they going to change the timeline a little bit to keep those two in the show? <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's, um, it might be, the next episode we you know no, that storm's end that's right yeah um let's just say a little bit of revenge is exacted at storm's end yeah Shit. um i'm wondering if they'll i do wonder if because you want to keep those two fucking dudes of course in the fucking show because they're so awesome they suck they're fucking awful yeah but they're so good at it right Eamon is tough, man. He's 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 definitely an excellent fighter. I don't give a shit Tra- about turning. Trained himself. You know, I mean, he's... Kristen Cole's no slouch. Kristen Cole's trained him. Kristen Cole was... That's putting it mildly. Kristen, Kristen Cole was an excellent fighter. Um, I mean, he beat Damon at the tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you're a different fighter on different days. Well, Damon I mean, could have been hungover. He well, could have been drunk at the time. Well, they talk about Edric Storm, who... Um, they might have mentioned in Game of Thrones, and it's one of Robert's bastards, worships Robert, and they're talking about him. And is Storm a bastard name? It's from the Stormlands. We we forgot that one. Oh yeah. 
Um, so Ren, not Renly, um, the one, the the Smith. He wasn't Renly. That's Renly's his actual brother. Oh, you're talking about uh, Gendry. Gendry's last name would have been Storm. No, he was born in King's Landing. His oh. his would have been um, King. <laughs> I can't. What is King's Landing? Fuck. I'm gonna look it up. I bet it comes right up. Bastard name in King's Landing. Hill. Yeah, I think that's it. It is Hill, I'm pretty sure. Um I thought you were talking about Don Donal which I don't know if you've met. Waters. It it's Waters. Oh, okay. It is right. because well, Rain Waters was the uh the admiral that uh, Cer- Cersei had uh hired. Um and then she took his Bastard money. name for Targaryen. He took it. It's also Waters. I guess it's because they're born in King's Landing oftentimes. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it probably would be the same for or Rivers for Dragonstone because Brendan too. Rivers was uh, he was a Targaryen bastard, and he then he got made into a Blackfire. Right. Um, shit. There's a new Silent Hill game. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, um, but they they were having and Edric worships his dad, and he's like, he never lost. And, um, this guy had to inform me. He's just like, but he did it nicely. He said, he's like, your father lost battles from time to time. And he said, he, and he lost many a tilt in the, uh, in the tournaments. He said, he, he was unhorsed many times. He's just like, nobody is perfect. Nobody is going to, you know, somebody's going to be outskill you that day. Somebody's going to have an edge on you. There might be, you know, there, you might pull a trick like Loris Tyrell, where you get a mare in heat to fuck with Sir Gregor's, Horse, who's a he? He was known to choose ill-tempered stallions, so of course that's going to make a difference, you know, in any fight. And that's not cheating; that's an edge, even though some people consider it cheating. You know, it I, might I, be. I wouldn't necessarily call it cheating. It might be less than honorable, but it's not cheating. I wouldn't think. <sighs> it depends. It's not like you're pulling a foreign object out of your trunks, right? I mean, I, I think that's ex- within the realms of acceptability. Yeah, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's right. like. Uh, it's like if you're a football team and you know that the right tackle on defense has a bum knee and you just keep running it at him. Right. Keep running keep, it at him. Keep, keep shifting it at him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I love those books so much. Like I've just reading them and forgotten. Like the, the description of the Red Wedding is. You described it the other couple weeks. I just, just, I, I just described what Catalan went through in the Red Wedding. That wasn't all. There's so much more. One of the one of, one of the things I, I, that I'm glad that I was mistaken about is Maggie Mormont wasn't there. She got sent to uh, that's Jorah Mormont's sister. She had gotten sent to go into uh, the neck and to go through and find Greywater Watch and go to Mount go into behind Mount Kalen so they could be able to take it. It's a whole thing. And um, but but he left. She left her daughter named Daisy. Daisy Mormont, who was mm. tall and pretty and willow, and she was also a warrior too, and she was real tough. And all those Mormont women seem to got some balls about them. Yeah, there's there's Maggie, there's uh, there's well, Leanna, who's yeah, we know how tough she is. It couldn't have been played any better in that show. I don't even know if she exists in the book because they haven't gotten that part yet. I can't wait to see the the girl that played her in as oh, Ellie. Yeah. She's going to be great. <clears throat> and she's going to be different than Ashley uh Ashley Johnson, but that's, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um there's Ashley Johnson's 40, so she couldn't play her. She's going to be in the show though. <laughs> yeah, she'll be somebody. And so is uh so is Troy Baker. Troy that's Baker's cool. going to be in the show. And they're going to be in 
not major parts, but not minor parts either. They're going to be in a, 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 re- a, a definitely recurring character. I love that. That's utter respect for those two people who created something in it. But anyway, um, I'm talking about the, the Mormont ladies. Um, when the Red Wedding pops off, they just in the book do they start playing the reigns of casimir they do and uh because it's from catwoman's point of view and she's just like i know that song it's like why are they playing the reigns of casimir and then it's not bruce bolton he's not even there in in um in the book bruce bolton is in at heron hall he's he's uh he is part of the betrayal but is that a good change? You think to have him be the one that sticks her? Uh, it's fine. for the show purposes. I think it's good. It's fine. Um, it would. It's what pretty much happened anyway. They bought Roose Bolton off, um, but he he's way different in the book than he is in the show. Once they finally introduce him, you'll see what I'm talking about. Is he a real son of a bitch in the book? He's just icy cold. He's a fucking sociopath. He never he talks he talks like this. He talks barely above a whisper. Mm. And it's but people they kind of did that people quiet down to him because he's and his eyes have no color like they say that they're like this really light gray that's almost like almost like his pupils I mean like his irises don't exist mm. and he's like just pins you with them and um, he's always getting himself leached and he won't he won't drink uh, wine he'll only drink hypocrites. Um, I don't even know what hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is a uh, it's a liquor made from uh, sugar, I believe. I'm not quite sure, um, like actual sugar. Uh, I I looked it up one time and I don't. Um, it's very sweet. People, um, it's supposedly for some reason healthier than regular alcohol. Like he's a, he's kind of a health nut, which is weird. <laughs> he talks about prunes and how they keep you regular and stuff. He's a very strange character. I really like him because he's so interesting. You know, he he George R. R. Martin is the opposite of two-dimensional one-dimensional characters his characters are so fucking real and live and breathe because some of them are so odd you know just like people are mm-hmm. like um i noticed in the book Tyrion's a bit of an acrobat yeah that's pretty funny yeah and and yeah and uh they actually go into that how his, his uh uncle jerry or gary Love that and have him do it. And that pissed Tywin off and told him he's not a monkey. He's, he's a Lannister. And I would have liked to have, to have met his uncle Gary, like Gary and or Jerry. And he's, he's the one who took a bright roar and tried to find uh, Valeria and never came back. Um, mm. He might still be alive. That would be awesome if he just pops up somewhere. In the show, don't they, him and uh, Tyrion and Jorah sail past Valeria? They, That's where they, they sail man, into Valeria. Like, the stone men hop on him and yeah. stuff. That is wild. Valeria is like, there's a part in, um, well, Feast for Crows where, and Dance with Dragons, where they're uh, around the Roin. They go into the Roin and they go through a couple of the Roinous cities that were, you know, the direct competitors of, of Valeria and lost. You know, Nymeria left Essos because they lost. Uh, Valeria had beaten them. So, um, you know, and then he goes into uh, Volantis, which is one of the Triarch cities. We're always hearing about the Triarchy. Volantis, We're always hearing about the Triarchy and the Trident. Exactly. We're hearing about those all the, the time. The Trident is where the th- it's basically it's basically Gully Bread. It's where the three rivers meet. Um, and um, the Triarchy is uh, Volantis, Tolos, I think. I can't remember, but 
you know, they go into their politics and how the 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 ones who want peace are elephants and the ones who want war are tigers. And there's Tyrion is in Volantis at one point. Jorah Mormont captures him and is taking him into Volantis. And you see um, all the slaves there who have their faces tattooed for different jobs. Like the people who clean up elephant shit have flies tattooed on their faces. Mm-hmm. The, the ones who are fools have motley tattooed on their faces like, you know, different. Crazy looking colors. Patchface. Patchface. Patchface yeah. is from. I know the name. He's, he's not showed up yet. Right, but he's from. He's from Volantis. Isn't he like this weird, uh, truth soothsayer type guy? Well, he's. He was, like some fools are like would be comedians. They're funny. They know how to skewer people. They're you know they're just skilled at entertaining. You know, um, he was one of those. And then the ship went down when uh, Stannis Renly and uh, Roberts parents got killed you know in shipbreaker bay they they you know they went down and then they and then they found him washed up on the beach and thought he was dead and they went to and somebody just pushed on his chest and coughed up water and then he was he wasn't the same person he just then he became weird and kept saying the weird things he says under under the sea the old fish eat the young fish oh 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 he says says yeah he's like, like speaks in riddles yeah the, the the darkness comes to stay my lord he, he'll do that over and over again and wasn't he shireen's homie like yeah shireen well she's such a sad child i, I know they're gonna burn her like in the in the when they do it when they do it in the book it's gonna be they really, haven't done really, that yet, no, it's gonna be really hard to read because she's a sweet kid like yeah she's, she ruled she taught freaking sir davis how to read she's not that in the book yet but you can see she's just She's a sad child. Like I don't know how to explain it, but um, she is very kind, and she's and Renly says something really makes me hate Renly's character in that in the book. He says, "Well, he loves his daughter so much that he had uh, statues ever put all over uh, Dragonstone. They're gargoyles." <sighs> Renly's a fuck. I mean, in, in in his way, he's he would have been a great king. Like he really would have. He just can't tone down that gay wit. No, and he can't not be an arrogant fucker, you know. And but he would have been an excellent king because he knows how to play the game. He knew how to keep the commons on his side. He knew, and he also knew how to keep the lords on his side. He knows that you've got to do these things, and you have to be open handed. All these things, like Marjorie. Marjorie was the perfect match for him because the Tyrells get it. The Lannisters are fucking assholes. And everybody hates them, and why wouldn't they? They think they're superior. Well, they kind of are. I mean, they have all this fucking money, or they they did. Their gold mines dro- uh, fucking dried up. You know, years before the events of Game of Thrones, um, they're just pretending they still have money. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but loaning um, it out to the the crown, it seems like too. That's like going into a you know into a bet and you know making big bets and not having your to to pay for your losses. Then you're just collecting your winnings. Mm-hmm. Tywin could do that too because he has a huge army. And how are you going to collect from Tywin Lannister? You know, unless you hire a faceless man, which the 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 Iron Bank will do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Iron Bank, about they that. don't fuck around. The Iron Bank, you know how they all, all the families have their saying, you know what the Iron Bank says? The Iron Bank will have its due. <laughs> that's a scary fucking... The Lannisters better pay their debt. <laughs> the, I mean, that's the scariest fucking bank ever. You know, they're like, you're going to pay us or we're going to fucking kill you. I've only gotten to the first uh, small council meeting where they're telling him how broke they are and they want to have this big tourney. It's are you telling money. me that the crown is three million in debt? Six I'm telling million. you the crown is six million in debt. Most of it to the Lannisters. Right. 
The rest of it's a Bravo. One of my favorite sayings is he's just like, he's just like, uh, they're talking about how wild the city's become. He's just like, he's like, He's like, where am I going to get the money? Littlefinger does. He's like, you can pay a champion's purse. You can scrape together a few pennies to keep the king's peace. You know, I love that duel between Littlefinger and Ned. You know, he just fucking just hates him. Opposite dudes. He's like, I, he's like, I'm. Uh, he said, I'm sure your wife uh, has mentioned me, or, yeah. or your brother Brandon mentioned before. He said, often and with some heat. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I love that's you're getting what I, I'm sure you're getting what I meant by his dialogue. Yeah, it's utterly flawless. I mean, yeah. it's just. And when you start throwing fucking Oberyn Martell and, the, and some of those fucking people in there, it just shines. And it is a joy. T- it's more a joy to read the the fucking dialogue sometimes than it is the action. Although the action is pretty fucking great. The Battle of Blackwater Bay, that show could not possibly do justice to what happened. And the show's version was awesome. So right. when I get to Did that. Did they show his chain in the in the show? Who uh, Tyrion's Tyrion? chain? Yeah, I think so. Okay, he had that chain, and they fucking had it on a winch, and they fucking locked the ships in where they couldn't escape. I'm pretty sure. I think that he had some sort of a scheme. It might not have been the chain. It might have just been just been the wildfire. But in the in the in the book, Tyrion created. He has this massive chain. He has every blacksmith on it, and one of them says, "Well, this is just fucking." You know, work for amateurs and all this stuff. And Tyrion looks at me and says, "Well, you can either make chains or wear them." Yeah, the <laughs> like, he's like, I'll get right on. He's like, I thought you would, but um, yeah, he gets some. That battle was taught. I mean, I could sit here and talk this entire time about that, about these books and the show and all this stuff. We can. You want to start a YouTube channel where we talk about them? We might as well. Somebody that explains them to me as I'm going through them slowly. That would be awesome. Might be okay. Um, there is. I, I like the fact that I'm cast as the Dan Carlin. <laughs> I'm the Dan Carlin of, of stuff. Westeros. Yeah. 129 well, I'm definitely AC. not. I'm definitely not because there's a lot of people who know way more than I do. But I do know a lot. Um, the battle was told from Davos and Tyrion's point of view. And um, from Davos, he smells a trap the whole time. He's like, he's like. This, is that in the first or second book? That's in Class of Kings. Okay. So I got to wait a little bit. The action really picks up after Ned's head gets chopped off. Yeah, it does. Everything goes to shit. Um, From what I hear... The first book is a real... It is a real appetizer. Like, it's great, and it really gets you ready for what's coming, you know? From what I hear, Ned looms large over the entire thing. He does. It's Ned's book. Game of Thrones is Ned's book. It's, it's It's the... the rise and fall of Ned Stark. You could accurately call Game of Thrones in parentheses the rise and fall of Ned Stark. The rise to be in the hand and the fall and getting his head taken off. And he doesn't want it. He's just like, John, I don't want it. And he does it anyway. Well, you notice though the difference in the book to the show? Catelyn told him she didn't want him to take it in the show. In the book, she said, you have to take that. Yeah. It'll advance. I don't your, want you it'll to. It'll advance your children. You have to. No, she wanted him to take it. Remember? She's just like, can't you? It is in her thought process. His children will be one day. His his daughter will be queen. It's it's a real political thought in her head. I don't think any less of Catelyn, but they might have thought in the show that that people might have thought less of her because it doesn't have yeah. the same tone as the book. The world of Westeros in those books is so much more political than ours. You know, well, maybe I should take that back. I mean, I think it is roughly similar, you know, it's we're the small folk. Nothing oh yeah definitely. nothing that happens to us really matters. Congress and, and stuff like that are the lords. Yeah. You know? They have these small council meetings except for there's two hundred people in them. 
and they and they get pre- roughly the same amount of shit done, and they pretend like they're doing stuff, right. and then they pretend to hate each other, but behind the scenes they're shaking. Hands. I think there's open hate. Between there's some more than a few. There's some, but behind the scenes, most of them. Like, that was a, that was a pretty good battle back and forth there. That's going to get some some of those clips. That's going to get played. some ink. You know? Yeah, they're going to be played tonight on CNN. Right. So, um, um, the last episode of Hot D. Mm-hmm sort of a race against the clock type episode. We got to really see Eric and Eric. Right. I like that. And they're twins. They're actual, they actually cast big brawny twin dudes. Yeah. As, uh, as both of them, it's not CGI or one guy playing two parts, even though they did that very well in, um, the, with the two Lannister boys, but they were never in the same place at the same time. Right? Well, I mean, I was talking more of uh, the social network when they had. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah, Winklevoss, yeah. the 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 Winklevoss brothers. Our, our Lee Army. It's not our Lee Army. It was uh, Army Hammer. Yeah, yeah. He played both of them. Yeah, that can be. It done was really well. awesome. Like, it can it be was, done well, but right. these two guys are going to have to fight each other. Exactly. And well, you can do that too. You can. You can CGI the face on, but then we can see that. I we mean, can. We'll be able to tell. But I'm glad they found a couple British, big strong boys to play. Eric and Eric. Right. <laughs> it's Eric, Eric and lady. Eric and Eric. Is it Eric and Eric? It's, or is it Eric it's and Eric. 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 A-R-R. And Eric. And E-R-R. Yeah. Eric and Eric. It's the same. I knew it was. <laughs> I, well, um, um, Elena Tyrell has two seven-foot-tall guardsmen that accompany her everywhere in the book, and they're named Eric and Eric. But she she likes to call them right and left. The um, One of the rules in writing like books or TV or whatever is never have two characters that have the, the same first letter in their name. Right. George R. R. Martin reuses names. He, he does. He breaks every rule that you're supposed to, especially well, when he, it comes he to wrote, naming. Have you, have you seen why he wrote not only because he loved Tad Williams, memory, sorrow and thorn, mm-hmm. because he wanted to write something that would be purposely unfilmable. Did you ever hear that before? No, he wrote game of Thrones to purposely be unfilmable. <laughs> That is a direct quote. I mean, he laughs about it. He said, I wrote that so they could not ever film it. And then he said, lo and behold. And it's good. Well, but in in the time he started writing it, when there were no long-form TV shows. Yeah. Four, 94 is when he started. Exactly. Almost 30 fucking years when he he first published the first book to now, TV has changed so much. It's it's even changed in the last 10 years. It's changed in the last five. Right. I mean, mean, the, the way they're making things now. COVID. COVID accelerated things so much. But also, it used to be you only had one or two networks that you could do anything the fuck you wanted. Right. Now, you can do whatever you want anywhere. Right. Except for on regular basic cable, like not basic cable, but like the broadcast networks, ABC, Mm -hmm. NBC, CBS, Fox. Those are still sitcoms and reality shows. But all these different streaming services and HBO and all the other ones, you could do whatever you want. Right. And- a lot of them are, and that's good. Yes. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, race Against the Clock with trying to find Aegon, um, locking up all the people. I thought that was awesome that they did that, locking up all the servants and all that stuff right. that might have known about uh, Viserys. Um, Cole and Aemon going to f- trying to find... Aegon, they go to the whorehouse, right? And the lady recognizes Aemon. Dude, my, you've grown. 
one of the things that's disturbing most, though, is the fact that Aegon liked to go and watch the children. Pits. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. And you see one of his bastards sitting in the corner. Yeah. That was and nuts. they're like, how many of them are there? He's like, didn't he say it's Aegon? You know? Yeah. There's, there's plenty of them. Right. Um, but I think the biggest and best scene, once they finally get him settled down, he, he asks, his, they're like, they're arguing, him and his mom, Aegon, are, are arguing like, he didn't want me to have it. He didn't, all right. this stuff. And then he asks her, do you love me? And she just smiles and goes, imbecile. That was nice. Like, cause right. I never thought she actually loved her children. No, of course she does. Allison is not a bad person. That's one of the things that even in the book, I thought they stressed. Allison is, Allison was never a bad person. She was, she was raised with the high towers version of the shit that goes on in the Targaryen family. Mm-hmm. And it does in the, in the high tower family. They are an old family. They have been here. I mean, they were here, uh, Old Town was here. Was was here? I mean, it is. Was, old it, town. was it? Was in Westeros? The reason why it's called Old Town when Valyria was still in, it, in its full bloom. So the the coronation ceremony where he's walking through the city guard through the swords that was awesome. Yeah, it was. They could have ended the episode um, after they crown him. He turns around and he, it's like he finally feels love for the first time in his life. Yeah, and he's raising the sword, and the sword looks awesome, and everybody's cheering for him. They, they could have ended it right there, and I'd have been like, wow, that's a fucking good episode, dude. And then Rainey's Kool-Aid's in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody, really, somebody on the internet really needs to get on that. I'm sure it's To put there. the fucking Kool-Aid man in there. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. Kills a couple hundred people, right. at least. Stomps around with the dragon. Dragon screams at him. Now, in the book, what happens? I don't know how if Rainey's was even there whenever he was being coronated. I can't remember. In the book... He gets coronated and everybody's cheering for him. Then he goes and gets on his dragon Sunfire and rides a victory, three victory laps around the city. And I would have liked to have seen that too. That would be great. Maybe they'll do that next episode. Sure. It. But it'll be I want to see Sunfire. Apparently she's beautiful. Most beautiful dragon there ever was. She's like gold with little pink on the edges of her wings. Yeah. I like the fact that how uh, dragons are almost as variable as people. Yeah. I like you have... You know, Balerion, who's this gigantic, you know, dread creature who had black flames sometimes. I don't know how they, I mean, I guess all the soot they count when he would fucking breathe fire. It's so hot it was black, something yeah, like it's that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then you have Sunfire, then you have. Um, I think we're going to meet Vermithor next week. Yeah. That was Jaharis's dragon, and he is the second biggest dragon left. Yeah, Vermithor is a, is a motherfucker. We saw, um, did you see the preview for next week? I didn't. Uh, it's got Eamon singing in the wherever he is. Uh, I'm guessing that he snuck into the dragon pit somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow he gets unnoticed. Maybe he put an eye patch on because he looks a lot like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Eamon. But Damon's in there singing. He laid down, lays down his torch, and it, the um, camera just goes over his shoulder, and there's this giant dragon in front of him. That's probably Vermithor. I'm wondering if he's trying to. Like he's trying to just get her to follow him, or yeah. get, I don't know if Vermithor is male or female, whatever. Get them to follow him. They're mostly large. I think they're sexless until until they're needed to be a sex. Like they're like frogs or you know some species of fish. These chemicals are turning dragons gay. Dude, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> he, his ass is fucking finished. He's done. I mean, we've talked about this before and, dis- and disagreed, but he is finished. Like, I mean, he, he will never pay that. Yeah, no, nobody will ever pay that. Well, I mean, it will. They'll they'll they'll, ta- they'll they'll take all what he makes. They'll keep taking it. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, and rightfully so. He'll probably so. kill himself. I don't want to see anybody die. I, I mean, that's a terrible thing. I really don't like him, 
but just the testimony where they were talking about how this one guy was talking about, he's just like, they came to my daughter's grave and pissed on her grave. They defaced it. They defiled it. They did, you know, I saw the clips. I saw the, how they broke it down. He is a lot directly responsible for that. So, um, you know when they when they did that they broke down the numbers and be like during this period when you were talking about this i mean they the bean counters got it they're like this is where your sales were this is where your listenership was you were profiting from this and and egging it on because you knew you were profiting from it and that's they're absolutely correct so but he never mentioned anybody's names he never told anybody to do anything it's just how far can you hold somebody responsible for what that audience does? Um, you know what I mean? Well, that's a real question, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's blameless. I mean, I think he's an asshole. He's an entertaining asshole. I think he's hilarious. Sure, I know. I but, mean, I get, I get y'all's like of him. It's not because you agree with any of the shit he no. does. It's just because he does it in an entertaining way. I get it. Yeah. You know, I, I never just, misunderstood that. You know, we've said it. some pretty fucked up things on here. We have, but and, we've never encouraged, We and would never encourage a group of people to go for in other words we wouldn't the tone is all different too everybody knows this is comedy bullshit mm-hmm. you know i mean because we make that clear we laugh we're you know that's and we step out of character when we do something he never does yeah so that that's the real turning point isn't it he never steps out and says guys goes on another show and guys this isn't this is just entertainment He's he's pled that in court before, whereas I'm just playing character. No, you're not, because you're never you never break kayfabe. Well, you got to live the gimmick, I guess. But he was when an old school when the stakes are that well, he probably is. But when the stakes are that high and things are happening, maybe he could have brought the boil down and been like, yeah, and gone to his people and be like, definitely, guys, I don't know what happened with this, and maybe something did happen, but you know, these children are dead. Stop defiling graves. Stop doing that shit. People would have listened. You know, um, because you you see the trolls all over when you're even getting on the YouTube thing, and he has his supporters, and they're all and they're rife. They're they are it is carpet bombed through there with fucking you know just Alex forever and fuck those kids, and you know they, they say shit like that. You know, now I'm wondering what's going to happen with Kanye. Kanye's been saying a lot of weird things, anti-Semitic too. shit. Yeah, he's going to end up committing suicide. Well, it might not he's, be suicide either. He's really unstable. Somebody might just kill him. Well, he's a sack of shit. Did you see my Instagram post? No. <laughs> I thought it was one of my better ones because um, I was just watching his shit and all the fucking um, anti-Semitism and shit just got just burned my ass so bad that I had to say something. Well, black people are the real Jews. Well, see, that's, that's, what he a, that's one of the things that burns me up so bad is the black, black, <laughs> black Israel like fucking nonsense. One of my least gr- favorite groups of people. I, I fucking hate him. I can't stand him. Uh, and I have this picture of him, which I just fucking hate him. And it says, how the fuck, how the blue fuck did this fucking dope become so successful? So it's, it's, it's inspiring in its way. It's like an anti-Semitic rain man counted cards in the record industry to win big with shit music and was then given a clockwork orange style treatment featuring only Fox News and Trump rally clips. His speech is incomprehensible gobbledygook, seemingly written for him by Mrs. Malaprop and Louis Farrakhan. His love for Trump is incomprehensible and his delusions alternate between comical, tragic, and disturbing. Also, Stop snarling at the camera, you fuckwit. Nobody's intimidated. I mean, if he loves Trump so much, why do you run against him for president? I'm I not wonder. convinced he loves him. I, I, I'm convinced. I, I don't know. What he it, loves 
publicity. Yes. He's a lot like Trump in that way. Sure. He, um, this whole thing is leading up to him releasing a single or an album. Sure. He always does it every year. There's something that happens. Um, he's notably contrarian. Like he wore the White Lives Matter shirt, which I was like, that's oh, funny. He's sure. being a dipshit. If, if it was being a dipshit, but it wasn't. It was It was a thing to be, I don't know. I, I just really don't like him. Um, I don't like, I don't think I like him either, but his early music was very good. Well, there's a couple songs I really liked. Yeah, Jesus Walks is a banger. Gold Digger was a great Gold fucking song. A great song. Great song. Um, but then he veered off of this thing. He started to believe his own press and the fish sticks thing. That's and, the problem. Right. When you start believing your own press, imagine the goodwill he could have won towards himself if he'd have went on that um, South Park 25th anniversary special and sang the fish dick song yeah, or the yeah, gay fish song yeah. with them. Imagine the goodwill he could have won. For, Absolutely. For I would have liked him after that. And then just shut the fuck up about exactly. all this stuff that doesn't matter. You are a damn near billionaire. You got oh, to he's bang, gotta be a billionaire by now. You got, to bang, you got to bang Kim Kardashian for like five or six years. And then a skinny white guy took her. It happens. It happens to all of us, dude. It, it happens. It's going to happen. You know, to Pete Davidson's probably got an eight foot cock. Pete Davidson's like, oh wow, Kim Kardashian wants to bang me. Wow, <laughs> who's Kim Kardashian? <laughs> okay, he was. Ta- he's so fucking. Uh, I don't get it. I don't either. I don't get people that think he's funny. I don't. I mean, I, I, like- I he was the worst part of the King of Staten Island. He was. Bill Burr was fucking tremendous. Bill Burr was tremendous. Uh, Nancy, uh, what is her name? Uh, Pamela Aslan. Yeah, she's great. Fucking kills it. Every every time she's on. Bobby so. Hill's voice. Yeah. Um, she also has her own show on FX. She was in Louie, wasn't she? Yeah, she was in Louie. She was in Lucky Louie. She played his wife in Lucky Louie. That show was funny. It only got one season. Right. But it was like old school 50s, 60s sitcom. This poor plumber idiot and his asshole wife. And Jim Norton <laughs> storms in every now and then and he says something <laughs> stupid. It was a funny little show. Right. Um. But uh, what were we talking about that got us there? Oh, the King of Staten Island. Yeah. Um, I don't get the whole Pete. He wasn't good on Saturday Night Live. No, he wasn't. Um, he sort of filled the Jimmy Fallon role where you you just got completely taken out of the sketch every time he was on screen. But right. Jimmy Fallon was at least cute and funny. I don't know. That I, I, well, I mean, Pete that, but that, wore, that wore thin with Jimmy Fallon, too. It did. It really wore thin. I, I want people to be professional. I want to see a Will Ferrell who, barely, who hardly ever cracks. Who... Will Ferrell, who hardly ever cracks it, but also does the best he can to get the other people to crack in the scene with him. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. He never cracked. Never cracked. I mean, but um, he always did the best he could to get everybody else to Chevy crack. Chevy Chase never cracked. Why, thank you, Pepper Boy. <laughs> That's the perfect <laughs> amount of pepper. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Like, they didn't even ask him to do that. I like when he's putting the pepper on. He's like, Mm. <laughs> you remember the the uh, taster's choice commercial oh yeah you put it up the other day oh, it's fucking man. great what why you, you son, son of a, a bitch. bitch you, you t- lied to me <laughs> <laughs> you're lying he's and the wife is like freaking out crying you know that they're just him and will ferrell both the people in the sketch are probably like, just man, hang on and hold on for the ride. Yeah, just get in, be, you know, get in the car. It's like the whole thing with um, the sketch with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's playing Harry Carey, Space the Infinite Frontier. You could tell the exact moment where it goes off script. Yep, because Jeff Goldblum is, and he's going with it. And it, but and it's not because he's upset. It's be, upset, but it, it, he's that because he he finds it so funny, and he's trying to you know, you know, watch this preview for episode ten. 
Yes. The Greens are coming for you, Rhaenyra. I wonder if they're going to call and them the Blacks. Children. Definitely. You cannot Uh-oh. bring the knee to the High Towers. They stole your birthright. Every man standing around He's the table really urges you to plunge the realm into war. They siege to the Red Keep. Send us. I swear to ward the Queen. That's a small dragon right there. Power that has not been seen since the days of old Valyria. Jesus. <laughs> Things a fucking monster. You know what sucks? What? We gotta wait a year for it to... Two to wrap up two year years. Yeah, they they don't start filming again until uh, March. Damn it! So it might be it, let's say beginning of twenty twenty four. I mean, that's a benefit of being a book reader, though. I, we know what happens. Yeah, so I know what happens. I just I do like knowing what's going supposed to happen and seeing the little differences or the big differences, like the Rainies thing at the end there. Well, and sometimes I love the, that she was wearing armor. Yeah. Fucking Daenerys the entire time, no saddle, no armor, freezing her tits off up there. Um, she wears armor in the book. Yeah, I mean, I'm they sure. Me- they mentioned that. Like, she had a chainmail shirt that she would wear. I and- did see people complaining that in the sh- in the original Game of Thrones shows, she didn't have a saddle on her dragon. Where the fuck was she supposed to get one? Dragons hadn't been around for 130 years. Right. So, what do you... Does she know any letters? She could have, she could have a maester. Somebody make one up. up. But she didn't really have a maester. Well, yeah, she, there's maesters everywhere. Jorah? Can Jorah do it? Well, there's there's engineers and all kinds of people. Yeah, I mean, she probably could have had it done. I mean, she could have convinced one of those idiots in Karth to do it. Hey, make me this. Eventually, I'm going to have to ride this thing. Sure. We don't know how big he's going to be, so... <laughs> Dra- make it expandable. You, have you ever seen the uh, the video where it shows you the, the size difference? You know, Balerion was not the biggest dragon ever. He was the biggest just he was the biggest, after exactly, the fall. Exactly. After the dude. Have you ever seen his his the size comparison between him and Drogon? He's like three times the size yeah. of Drogon. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine a, a, a fucking animal like that? That just if for no if after after the dance is over, that portion of the story, if nothing else, give us one season of Aegon the Conqueror so we can absolutely. see Balerion, so we can see him head north. And uh, the scene where she goes to that, was it the High Garden? The Airy. The Airy. Is it Visenya or? It's Rainey's. Rainey's goes to. No, it is Visenya. And hey, the nice lady wants the to kid on, her, ride on, the her, kid on her lap. I, that's a scene that needs to be shown. Uh, I would like to see the actress, the, the sheer skill of the actress who, have, who would have to play, you know, I can't remember the Aaron's woman name, who would have to come out there and never, and keeps her composure the entire time. and Because it, it talks about how, you know, they were cordial. They were just like you thought they were talking. This is about, understood. Yeah, it is known. Right. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> Jiri and Eerie and uh, what's the other ones? Jiki, Jiki, or her three handmaidens. Doria was another one. Um, They're fan casting Henry Cavill as Aegon the Conqueror. That's fan casting. That's not anything. That's official. not. A, that's not a bad choice. Well, he already has the wig from The Witcher. Yeah. So he you know that looks he's good. Uh, you know that he's going to be uh, Superman's coming. That, that he is Superman. Superman's coming. Black back, Adam maybe. has gotten mixed reviews. Um, I don't care. I, I want to see. If it. it leads to Henry Cavill's back as Superman, 
Sign me. But the there's fuck one thing up. that I that I don't want to see is if they try to replace Black Adam. Superman with Black Adam. No, I don't like that either. There has to be Superman. Superman must exist. Exactly. And figure out a way to make care. make good Superman stuff. Well, figure it out. Weaken well, him or I'm, something. We had Man of Steel. I mean, it wasn't. But I'm telling you, I'm right about Man of Steel. I'm, I know I'm right about it. But um, what do you mean? The the minor detail that looks like where a guy knocks him out. Oh of the yeah, way yeah. And, Maybe he was playing along. Can't happen. You can't have something that is understood in a movie. You have to show it. That is the that is the function show of it, the movie. Tell it. Exactly. And and it doesn't and it doesn't have to be something that you can infer. Don't infer it either. Unless it's something that's a plot point that you want the audience to figure out and be like, ah, then you can do it. Don't do it. You you have to have a thing. You cannot have a normal human being knock Superman off his feet. That cannot happen. Do you see what I'm saying now? Oh, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I mean, I don't think I'm being out of line. With it is it. a two second scene, though. It did not ruin the movie for I, me. Well, it didn't ruin the whole movie. I didn't even, I didn't did even notice it until you brought it up. It, it didn't. It did at first. Then I sat down and watched the movie again. I'm like, I really like this movie. I do like the movie. It is a good um, Superman movie, but I do understand that one small thing. Marvel would have never made that mistake. They will now. Well, the Marvel that we did. <laughs> yeah. uh, Before Disney bought them, they the, would not who are those two brothers? Uh, Larusso or Russo. 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 The Russo brothers never would have made that. That that was a, that would have been a moment for them to create a moment mm-hmm. where they'd have been like, "This guy's diving for me. I'm seeing it. Slow it down." Where or do something like this: the pot's falling and nobody else sees it. And he, thro- and he puts his hand out and knocks it aside. Be like, "Are you okay?" You're like, "Yeah." Luckily, it missed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shows you how powerful he is. Write that in there. Yeah, I get it. But I'm excited that he's coming back. Absolutely. Hopefully, they have competent people. I mean, The Rock's on board with it, so there's all the money in the world. The biggest movie star in the world wants all this shit to happen. Right. So they're going to make it happen. At least I hope so. I'm excited for it. I mean, he said the 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 reason he put Henry Cavill in that movie is because he wants to see a fight on screen between Black Adam and, and Superman. So Henry Cavill's going to be in Black Adam? He is in Black Adam. Sweet. He's in one scene. Might have to go to the movie theater and watch it. Because Black Adam something's like, nobody on this planet can stop me. And then it like pans over and Superman is like, luckily I'm not from this planet. Oh, I mean, shit. I would be like, fuck you, Black Adam. <laughs> you just stepped in it, son. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> they ought to have the, the fucking. No, he's not a heel. He's not an anto here. You need some kind of music that like fits him. But it, you know what they're doing, though? It's something I agree with that people are getting upset about. They're not bringing Hans Zimmer's uh, theme back in. They're bringing the old John Williams theme back. Yes, absolutely. That fits. Yes. That's really going to catch people. You know, like when he pops up, you hear. That's it, right? Yeah. Let's listen to that piece of music. I'm doing it right now. The beginning of it is epic. John, I mean, I love Hans Zimmer, man. He's the best. But John Williams was writing, you know. I like that one, but there's the one. Good. There's the one where it's uh, it has the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. Like, hold on. Here's another one. Same thing. Shit, I'm trying to. There's got to be one of those that has the. Uh... Dun, 
Here's main theme. It's probably the exact same song. So it is. Let's try this uh, Superman. Superman theme, John Williams extended. This this has the Man of Steel stuff on it. That's that's Hans Zimmer. Did he just redo the main theme? You think? Huh. Uh, made up his own. Let's see. Yeah, this is definitely not the same one. There's a bit of it that goes. It needs to be more triumphant. It does. It's it's very Hans Zimmery, but. In a sense, that doesn't fit Superman. Superman needs to be a little bit corny. You need to have that Kansas farm boy thing. He needs to be a fish out of water. He should be uncomfortable around this. He's been raised with this. He's playing a part. I mean, that's who he is, but he's mm-hmm. still playing a part. Yeah. You know, he's this Kansas farm boy. And um, let's try this. Here we go. I think this will be the one. Turn me up if I'm not turned uh, up. I forgot you turned up. Hold on. God damn it. Well, it's a, it's a dragon. <laughs> it's awesome. They're listening to us. That's another one. I didn't see, hadn't seen that one. I think this is the one. I think this is like the closing theme. Opening titles and credit sequence. I couldn't have been more wrong. Hold on, I'm trying to get to the point where. Well, there's that. But then there's the. We just can't find it. But there's this piece of music where it's got almost this distant, mournful thing. It's like the the, the way it goes is dun 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 dun. And it keeps mm-hmm. swelling into it. As a matter of fact, one of the best examples of that was when they did the um, the Brandon Rouse Superman movie, and they used that bit of piece of music. Let's see, uh, what year did that even come out? Six two thousand six. Two thousand six um trailer. They use that that bit of music and it's got uh that sh- that, that was a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, this is a Hans Zimmer, I can tell. This is Superman Returns. Uh let's see. There's the teaser. Let's try this one. Mr. Luther, we're approaching the coordinates. Your father used to say that you were put here for a reason. You know, dude, that movie was visually just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it was a it was a good movie. It's not the trailer. We're having a hard time finding it. I want to know it all. Is it possible this is it? John Ottman? No, there's the... 
the, where, I, where I first heard it was uh, on my PSP. It was one of the first videos I watched on where they showed the Superman trailer. I'm going to see. I'm going to look for Superman 2006 teaser. Because it has Marlon Brando talking and it has that piece of music over it. Oh, it's pretty good. It is. I mean, it's a classic theme. It's not bad. Um, let's see. Let's see. Superman 2006 teaser. Here we go. I think this is the one. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. God, I hope this is it. It's probably not. It is. I can tell already. It's got Marlon Brando talking. Like and it's uh, you've been raised as a human being, you are not one of them. It's one of the most amazing trailers ever. Yeah, it's getting ready to come up here in a second. Listen. That's it. Trumpet, yeah, that lone trumpet, like it, like it's distant, you know. And then it, and then it brings in the orchestra, like it keeps swelling. God, it's beautiful. They can be a great people, Kalel. It's good conducting, right there. They only lack the light to show the way. For this reason, above all, their capacity for good. I have sent them you, my only son. I can, I mean, Superman Returns was everything a a superhero movie should be. It showed you it didn't t- it didn't tell you it showed you how powerful he was it did little things yes uh brian singer is a sack of shit i was getting ready to say directed by a pedophile yes but that he doesn't made good movie he made excellent movies like they had a scene where um they were they were robbing this bank these robbers of course and uh, uh. They, they had a big fucking like like uh 60 millimeter you know fucking cannon they had to drill it they had to drill it into the concrete to keep the fucking uh and they were hosing down cop cars and shit with it well he lands it's hitting him in the chest and he just walks right through it doesn't even bother him and then the guy takes out a gun and shoots him in the eye in the eyeball and the bullet goes and hits his eyeball and collapses and falls on the ground and he just goes like this i remember i mean it was beautiful it was great that is that is textbook what a superhero scene should be to show you how powerful they actually are dealing with and then you keep upping that ante you know until you have a final end scene that is like he's lifting that continent at the end of it and it's got kryptonite piercing his body the crystals piercing his body and he's still lifting it and he throws it into space i have not seen a moment in any superhero movie other than maybe Thor holding that thing open when the when the starlight is hitting him to to restart that forge, that has demonstrated how powerful a character is better. Not one. I mean, and that is done masterfully. And that whole movie is masterful. It just didn't do what it 
supposed to have done. It didn't, it didn't make a shitload of money. It didn't make a franchise. He wanted to tell a good Superman story, and he told it. And sooner or later, there's going to be a group of people like me who are going to think, who's going to talk about Superman Returns and be like, that movie gets shit on, but that movie's fucking great. And I've really heard anybody great. say anything bad about it. No, they, I've heard plenty of people say bad shit about it. Like, well, oh, it had the kid and blah, 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 and this and that, and it's goofy. I'm like, no. it. And Brandon Routh's performance is too much like Christopher Reeve. He was supposed to be Christopher Reeve. I know. He was, and, it was and, a continuation of Christopher Reeve. It was a I, sequel. And I love that movie. Like, I bought it for a reason, you know, and I, and I need to sit down and watch it again because it's just – and it was before all the let's get dark and let's do this and let's build this and we'll have one every two years. It's no, I'm going to tell a great story and it's going to be a standalone and that's going to be it. And we're going to walk away. And, and that's basically what it did. Had it been another time, because Superhero Mania had hit by that time. Yeah, you had the X-Men and stuff. Right. It was right before And they were building those things. MCU. And had it been just a few years before that, would have been a fucking home run. People would have been like, Damn, I love Superman. It's fun to go to the movies again. You know the scene where he's fucking hold, keeping the plane, for, and he and he's so powerful that he he's trying to stop him from spinning. You just see him grab it, and the wings come off, and one of them flies up, and he just flies right through it and explodes. I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautifully shot movie, and um, I think it just doesn't get as much respect as it deserves. I would like to see a little bit of that in the next Superman movie. A little Hopefully bit of goofiness, a little bit of playfulness. A little bit of lighten it up. If you could pick somebody to direct it, who would you pick? That's a tough question. Um, definitely not any of my current favorites. I would not pick. Uh, um, fuck. Zack Snyder. No, dude. Zack Snyder, his, his efforts in getting the Snyder cut released are admirable, but if you really pay attention to that movie, it shows his weaknesses left and right. The scene where there's a hamburger flying through the air and it pans in on all that shit. It's so fucking awful. Other parts are great. I like the movie. On the whole, I think it's great. It is great. But I, like, there are, I, like, I like the Batman how much versus slow motion do we need? Right. That's what I'm talking about. Those are weaknesses. The Batman versus Superman recut, I like as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good movie. They should have saved that till until doing an actual The a Dark Knight up. Returns yeah. uh, movie sometime in the future. They need to still do that. They really need to do that. And they need to get Henry Cavill to come back and play him and all that stuff. When he's 60. And get Bruce Wayne to play and get uh, Ben Affleck to play that older Bruce Wayne. And it doesn't reference anything else except that standalone story. That story exists in that universe and those other things didn't happen. So... Um, I wouldn't like to see um, Christopher. Oh, I know you're talking. You know, Christopher Nolan. You yeah, I don't I, want to see him doing. I, I don't. I, he's he's not. He doesn't have the right tone for a Superman movie. Um, I wouldn't want to see Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith and everything. I do want he, to see. He lacks the scale. I want the alternate universe where he made one with Tim uh, Burton. No, uh, it was supposed to be Nicolas Cage playing. No, he wrote that. Tim, Tim Burton was directing oh, it. I want to see that. Yeah. That universe that would probably be fun, but it would be goofy as shit, and I probably wouldn't like it. You can do that with Batman because Batman is very there. There's a, there's a quality about it where you can get away with that. Camp is a thing to really go into. Superman camp has to be limited, but it also has to be respectful of the sheer power of the character. You really you you have to have that. Something like that just wouldn't be. Um, I'm trying to think of a good director. Um, 
Uh, you know who I think would do a really Guillermo great Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Villeneuve. Yeah, he probably would. He would do a tremendous he's, Superman he's a movie. Busy. You could not get him to do it, though. No. Because he, he just, I think he really hates superhero movies. Probably. I mean, but not because he thinks they're bad. He just thinks they're overdone. They're killing the market. They're flooding the market with Superman, with superheroes. A dark, gritty Scorsese take on Superman. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't um, see that. Actually, I'd watch the shit out of it. Brightburn. That's what Brightburn is. Yeah. Except for... I'd like to see whoever did that get a shot at Superman. Had a different, have, had a different respect for and showed what the character. See, talk about when I talk about the the little moments, the little things he could do, chewing on a fork, yeah, because he's just too powerful. The fact that he could break people accidentally, you know. When I would write a Superman story, and I wrote one where he crashed in West Virginia, and I was doing parts and, and setting up storylines. One of the storylines, the biggest storyline was is that they went down the mine, and uh, he's with John Henry Irons, who, you know, would be a black Appalachian coal miner like him. I, I worked in pretty much all the characters. The, the mine they went into was owned by LexCorp or something like that. Um, uh, you know, little nods to everybody, pretty much. Um, they go down the mine. And the piece of equipment comes off the track and is hurtling towards him. And he just turns around, sticks it. Boom. Bends it up, explodes around him. And it's just a, it's just, it's not a, it's not a big heroic thing. It's just him turning around, bang, hitting it. And it's a 15 year old kid, you know, and it just shows that sheer power very simply. You know, it's funny. What? He would get fired. For ruining the equipment. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is that the, that's the best part of the story? Is that it's not only John Henry Iron standing there. Well, I was. I didn't know which way I was going to go with the story. Uh, well, I, I do now. Now I think about it. John Henry Irons. They come back out of the uh, out of the mine, and uh, he looks at and like, what happened down there? And he's just like he kind of looks at him, and he said uh, Clark, and he's like, that runaway boulder really hit that machine and just turned into. Turned into a bunch of gravel, didn't it, Clark? Like, mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, it sure did, John. He's like, yeah, we're going to have to get somebody down there to replace that piece of equipment. But, you know, we're okay. <laughs> you know, and from then on, they were friends. You know, and uh, he would he would have helped John's son with racism, getting on the bus and things like that, because there there were those. It, was, it took place in the 60s. I love that story. It's one of my favorite stories I've ever thought about and actually wrote quite a bit of. Um, I'd written up to, there was a point where, uh, I hadn't got into the main me of the story, but he was still very young and they were going fishing. Him and Jonathan were going fishing and, uh, there was a bowl, you know, it's, it's, it's basically golly bridge is where the story takes place. So somebody, one of their neighbors has a couple cows and they got a bull and the bull is mean tempered and everybody knows it. And, the fence fails. Like this bull charges him and knocks through the fence. And this Clark just turns around and holds his hand out. And the bull stops in his tracks and sits down and just looks at him and turn, gets up and turns around and go and walks away. <laughs> and then Jonathan is just looking at him, you know, looking at his son. And it's the first time he knows. He's like, he, he's like, I saw that. How did you do that? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, so then it goes from there, you know, um, and then he keeps doing more and more things like, uh, one time he picks up a tractor and then he, you know, does all kinds of shit. I mean, it was, man, it was a really good story. Like his dad's changing a tire on a tractor and he just picks it up for him. It was more of like something more dramatic, like, um, 
I can't remember all the all the plot points I was going to hit, but the the story was going to be called the lamp, Superman the lamp, because you're going down the coal mine, mm-hmm. the lamp, and cover art's going to be the Superman symbol. Yes, on the one of my and you see, and it's and it would be a face that's like coal miner face, only with the real crazy blue eyes and the spit curl coming up from underneath it. That's a great fucking cover idea too, and the whole story would have been that. Uh, it's during the fifties and sixties, so the Cold War is in full swing, and that and that craft cr- crashed, and then you have all these, you know, government spooks trying to flush the kid out, and you know whoever this is, they think it's a Russian at first, and, yeah, of course, um, and uh, Martha and Jonathan have him, and you know, uh, they're of course they're scared, and. Um, so they're all scared they're going to take him away from us and they're going to do this and he goes down in the mine and his dad and a bunch of the other miners get trapped so like there's a moment where he's just like your dad's trapped in the mine and he's just like he's like I can save him and then Martha's like they'll know what you are if you do this they'll know what you are and we she's like I don't know what to do what are we supposed to do and he just takes off running then he goes to the mine and just starts punching through it and fucking comes out, saves all the miners. You know, and they the all company pull. saves hundreds of thousands of dollars well, on equipment because he can just <laughs> mine it himself. Well, but the 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 best part was is that there's a lot of people who did who mistrusted him and and didn't like him and all kinds of stuff. And one of the main ones, once they pull everybody out, the CIA comes up or whoever comes up. What happened here? He's just like, oh, we just found a shaft and we got out of there. And he kind of looks at him, you know, like the thing with John Henry Irons. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what happened, you yeah. know. And then uh, there was a moment. It was called the lamp because. He's describing to his dad, he said, you know, because by this time he knows he's from Krypton and stuff. He's like, Dad, maybe I'm kind of like, you know, everybody's in the dark and I'm the lamp and I have to show you where to go, you know. And that and that kind of coincides with the end of the story where he's the lamp leading them out of the mine. So it's a great story idea. Um, yeah. I like it. I actually wrote quite a bit of it. Finish it and draw it up. I had 80 pages written, I think. That's a book. L- not, a, not a comic book. Longhand. Is longhand, and it was going to be. It was going to be a novel. It was going to be a, just a, you know. I've been discouraged from writing uh, fanfic, but that was one of my fun. That was, it was fun. I don't know if I mean everybody that's currently writing Superman is writing fanfic. Everybody that's currently writing Batman is writing fanfic. That's true. That's a, that's you a good I mean? point. Yeah. So I mean, I'm a good storyteller with that type you know, of thing. So. With that type of thing, I don't think I don't think it matters. Finish it up and send it in. See if they draw it up. I wish I could find my original, make a couple million. My dollars. original draft because I had some really inspired moments. Like, and it wasn't even the, the superpower stuff. It was some of the some of the dialogue and reactions. Like the beginning of the story starts with uh, Martha and Martha and Jonathan driving back from Charleston. And they've been to the fertility doctor and they're in an old pickup truck. You know, Studebaker, and it's raining and they're just not talking to each other. And she's looking out the window and she's sad. You know and the dialogue is going on in Jonathan's head. He's just like, I wish I knew what to say to her. You know, we're both getting on a little bit older they're in their thirties. Damn near 32. Well, at that point that would have been, they would have been in their early thirties and it would have been, it's a different time then. I know. They're, they're getting to be old. So. Like in game of Thrones, like he's an old man, damn near 40. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like dad is like 30, 32. He's, I thought he was 32. Maybe he might be 35, but then like they're driving, they've driven over the tracks through golly bridge. And it was Golly Bridge. Like, I, I made the town Golly Bridge. And the fucking the rocket, the ship comes down, s- smashes, and, 
you know, they get out and they find them and they get them. And I mean, I, I, I did that all like I'd written all of that and had gone beyond it, even into his early childhood. And it was good stuff. I was proud of myself for writing that. I was like, that is that's something I would like to read instead of kryptonite that weakens them. It's ramps <laughs> rampant uh, kryptonite infused ramps. They feed it to him. No. His uh, his big villain turns into a uh, hellbender salamander. No, no, the big villain is Don Plankenship. Yeah, <laughs> I got kryptonite. Mm. I'm gonna kill you with it. Right. Yeah. I remember my character woke Don Blankenship. <laughs> yeah. See, I think Black Lives Matter, <laughs> and I believe if someone, oh. if a trans person, you should be given hormone blockers as soon as the child decides they are trans. That's uh, to me. That's not. That's not a good idea. No. I mean, in any realm. I thought I could fly. What if my parents let me just go off on every whim? I'd have been dead by the time I was four. I, I, I wore I, Superman underoos and a Superman shirt. I mean, a lot of us. We all. We all did. All did that. Um. I. I some of the time, you know, you, you, things are getting really bad when they say things. I'm just like, well. Some of these people are right to not be behind this. The drag queen story hour is not good. Introducing, sexualizing children at that age because you're trying to get them to embrace uh, your ideology is not a good idea. It's just they're not ready for that. They're children, you know. And somehow I grew up with no real bigot, bigotry in my heart without ever having to be taught not to do it. I, I know some people... It's led by example. Yeah. Like, you know, yes. Like, my dad owned a house in uh, Golly Bridge. They would rent out to people, and a little, a little rental property, and like a couple of lesbian people moved in, and people like, do you, they, hang, they hung the big rainbow flag off of mm-hmm. the house, and like, how do you let people like that live there? It's like, they got money. I don't give a fuck what they do, as long as they pay their rent on time. Right. That's all it is. I don't, I don't understand. Just fuck off and let people be who they want to be. Yeah. Doesn't fucking concern you. It's like that guy, that giant fucking argument that happened on fucking Facebook years ago that you got in the thick of where you had people start disagreeing over gay, gay marriage in West Virginia being a thing. And by the way, they're going to take that away too. Um, if they can take away abortion, they'll take that away. Um, and you had a bunch of dumb fuck narrow-minded morons on there and you know you, exact quote i mean it basically should have been and you put that thing up the whole two llamas holding hooves like these two llamas want to get married there that affects you as too much as gay people with two gay people mm-hmm. wanting to get married it's none of your fucking business you know and you know and they're and they're they're those group that group of people the narrow-minded morons are the worst group of people because they have, they think they have an ideology, but they don't because they're willing to switch it at a moment's notice. You know, like the thing with, well, we want to do the Christian thing. Okay. Well, then we all start throwing all these people to the wolves. Remember when that happened? Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's a direct quote from one of those people. And that was a turnaround in a second. And you said, uh, well, how Christian of you, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, they, they don't have an ideology. They have a, a collection of, bigotries and some kind of vague idea of what they were raised with. There's nothing concrete there, really. You know, somebody who is raised in it and respects it and still loves their fellow man is something I, is somebody I really respect. Even if they don't agree with people's lifestyle choice at the same time, they're like, well, and you know, the old saying comes into it, hate the sin, love the sinner. But 
I don't like to hear that said because it's very blithe and trite. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that's the spirit of that. Like, well, I don't really care what you do. It's none of my business. Even if I don't agree with it, I still can love you as a person. My mom would always say, what does that have to do with the price of eggs? That's a... (laughs) You know what I mean? That is a great condensation. Yeah. <laughs> like condensation of that whole big fucking rambling thing I just said. Especially coming from a family of five or family of seven, really. We went through eggs. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> eggs go up $1 a dozen. What in the blue fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Anyway, I'm done. Yeah, I got to make too. something to eat. Thanks for listening. We'll try to be more regular. Hopefully we can get the moors down here and we'll do a Friday episode. If not, I didn't promise anything. Go fuck yourselves. Neat. Thanks for listening. Good night and good luck.